perspective, introspective. We seek opinions that's often neglected. But here it's respected, our style eclectic. If it makes sense, then we accept it. Can't reject it. It just adds depth to our perspective. Frank, and you're now tuned in to another episode of Perspective Junkie. Welcome back, beautiful people. We have another dope episode, and we are joined by a special guest. His name is Trey Harris, a professional athlete, professional baseball player. So he came on to give us that perspective, and he is also a podcast host himself, so he was down for the debates. Um, Super great episode. Please show us love on all the platforms, and most importantly, enjoy the show. And we're back. You guys are joined for another episode of Perspective Junkies. I'm one of your co-hosts, C. Swank, a.k.a. Cody Ocrides, a.k.a. Cody Knows Most. We are joined by a special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, my name is Trey Harris. What's good, y'all? How everybody doing? Okay. Okay. Tell him what you do, man. Uh, I play uh, professional baseball for the Atlanta Braves. So I uh, just got done with my double-A season. My team won the championship. So uh, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was fun. One of the funnest days of my life, I can say. And I'm um, back home training right now. So I'm, you know, uh, kicking it with, with a couple homies tonight and uh, see what's up. Hey, glad to have you, man. Trey and I have been, Trey and I know each other for like a decade and a half, man. Just being able to maintain contact over the years. Uh, but for those who don't know, you know who it is. It's your boy Tommy G, uh, back and ready for another week of great conversation with some, with some great people, man. Yeah, it's the original Vontae Swank and we're back for it. <laughs> A great episode. It was good. It was good. He's going to have a different name every episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to figure it out. Okay, Thomas, go ahead and lead us into uh, our first topic. Yeah, man. So for those of you who were able to tune in last week, uh, y'all saw we had a team of the life coach on. And Trey, one of the concepts that we brought up was the situation with AB walking off the field. Not just walking up the field, but mm-hmm. basically doing cartwheels into the into the tunnel. You know I mean? <laughs> um, so we got we got her uh, opinions on it from the mental health side of it. But as an athlete, as a current professional athlete, we kind of want to get your opinion on it uh, from the AB situation. I mean, what are you what are your thoughts on the outside looking in? And then from a professional perspective, like in the organization, what do you think could have happened? Uh, things that could have went differently or gone better? I mean, I just genuinely think that somebody told him that he had to play because I just don't think people wig out like that. I think there's Mm -hmm. something behind the scenes. I think there's somebody got in somebody's face and things got out of hand and things were said, but you just don't wig out like that without there being a real reason. I think his ankle was actually hurt. Mm -hmm. I think he didn't want to go back in the game and they was trying to force him in the game. And I think that he was like, nah, I'm good on it. I don't need the bread. I don't need to be here. I got a couple rings. Everybody know I'm nice, so I'm out. So mm-hmm. I'm done with it because there's no other reason to wig out like that. Have you seen anything like that happen on the baseball field? I know in football, people seem – football and basketball, the athletes are a little bit more animated than we are in baseball. You know, sure. Have you seen like that or anything near that happen on the baseball diamond? Nah, and I don't even know what I would do if one of my teammates tried to take off his jersey in the middle of the game. Like, If my homie JD was like, no, nah, I'm done, Trey. This is over with. I might almost – Yank his jersey down in my wrist. Like, I don't know. Like, like, so would you have a negative reaction if that was your teammate? And he I'm did glad that? you brought that up. Because, and that's why I think, so I'll get to that. I think that that's why I think it was something behind the scenes because Mike Evans did not try to stop him at all. 
He did right before the right no, before he, he just, just but, but think about it. He just put his hands out, bro. He was like, "Come on, AB, come on, bro." What and then AB really was doing? yeah, yeah. He was like, "All right." And then once AB started putting his pads out, he walked away. You let your homie walk away like that? I, I'm, I'm not. Told, I'm just holding to vigorously. That's not my side. You got to be the Yeah, you got to be the type of person that's used to like physically, like no, like this crazy. But I'm like a lot of guys. I think. Well, saying hey. it a couple times is like significant like yo yeah. don't quit don't quit like yeah. to be visually seen on that to that but, point though the fact they had nobody on his team who was willing to step up in front of him yeah, like that yeah. he had nobody on the sideline who was like nah bro we need you we want you on the sideline you're right like, nah keep going with your crybaby ass. I mean I heard AB be wigging mm-hmm. out like that like I heard he is a personality like yeah does a lot of things unwarranted and, it, and you're right not one player like Nobody really even said nothing about it, for real. Like, if it was somebody they truly love, they'd be like, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to miss AB. Ain't nobody saying that. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing that at all. And I'm going to ask this question because I'm trying to ask, like, less direct questions, more out-of-the-box questions to kind of get to the the problem. Because I disagree. I think it's very clear and obvious that it was just a – he kind of over-responded to the situation because my mindset is – I have different principles and I question, okay, what is the principles that allow people to conclude that that was a reasonable response? My thing would be this. When you have a job or when you're, you know, engaged in any type of team activity, what would be the line or the limit that you're like, at this point, that behavior would be reasonable or, you know, a a good thing to do? And and I'm just asking you, like, what would that be? For me, it would have to be like, Either a major injury and I'm not playing because I can't. Because I'm one of them dudes like everybody know I'm going to play if I can. But if I can't and they're making me, we might have some disagreements. But to wig out like that, they'd have to like have said something. Like they would have to have honestly called me like some derogatory terms for me to wig out like that. For real. Because like at the end of the day, like this is the way I look at it. That was his career, bro. If I yeah. do that in the game of baseball, like the way it is, you know, more of a gentleman's sport, I'm done. Right. Like, we, I mean, I witnessed it this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you get into any beef or anything, like, the authority figures will know. Like, if you disagree with your managers, people will know. Now, whether it's warranted or they let you get away with it is on you, but you just, I don't know. It's just like a respect factor. I would never wig out. I respect baseball too much to wig out like that. And, and I'll ask all of you guys a question, I think. Do you believe that people that non-black men would respond or or interpret the situation the same as African-American men. Like, black men, do you think that we have a distinctly different interpretation of that line of events than than other groups of men? Do do you think majority of them are kind of one side and, like, that was wrong? Or do you think, oh, they're kind of mixed, too? Or what, what, what do you guys think? I think we have a different perspective in general, right? So we're, our thought process in looking at the situation happen play by play, we're going to think different things than a white person is going to think, right? In general. As as AB is taking off his pads, I'm thinking in my head, damn, bro, like what you got going on? You're just not playing the rest of the game? As AB's walking down the sidelines, I'm like, yo, you are wilding out as a black man right now. You are not doing us well. Yes. As AB yes. is going in the end zone, taking off his shirt, I'm like, bro, you are tweaking. You're not. You're never going to get another job. As you're all, you're a black man in this sport who's already been wilding out for years, yes, and you're right. doing this now on live TV. Gremlin, gremlin, right, right, bro, <laughs> right, right, super gremlin, yo. So I think in my head, as black men, we're we're thinking about the consequences and the why behind everything. Like, yo, what are you doing as it's happening? As a white man, I mean, just my perspective, looking at their viewpoint, it's like 
Yo, AB is tripping. AB yeah. is doing something silly. Or I'm enjoying what he's doing. This is funny. This is what right. I'm enjoying. I'm cheering him on. AB, you go, AB. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah, I think at I think his detriment too. At his detriment. Good point. That's the thing. I know? think a lot of them observe it as like, obviously this is wrong or silly or dumb, but we can't comment on it. And that to me, that to me becomes problematic when we I think there's layers where sometimes you should take in being a black man. Mm-hmm. I think in sometimes the layers it's just first being a man. Sometimes there's a layer where first just being an American. Sometimes there's a layer where first just being a father. Mm-hmm. And the principles don't need to be uh, altered for by a race uh, standpoint. I like agree. for example, this right here is just football code. We don't quit in the game. There's a lot of guys that said I won't go in. Like which is to me the the that's my my objection when people are like oh well you know must must been something that caused that I'm like why would you not think he just sits down on the bench that's gonna be on ESPN that's mm-hmm. gonna get some attention mm-hmm. but it, it sends a message but the actual leaving and running through I'm like that is somewhat disrespectful to your team you quit on the team that would be a negative reaction by teammates it's mm-hmm. a it's a negative personality trait it's it's simple on its face it's only complicated if you have been like socialized to look at it and like, well, you got to understand from a black man. It's like, what I got to understand from a black man? I'm a black man. It seems wrong to me. Let me say this. This is what I think it really is, though. Like, as a black person, we're trying to, like, come on, A.B., give me a reason why you're doing this. Very true. (laughs) You're trying to give him an escape. You know what I'm saying? I I, I definitely agree with you. I was just saying, like, ooh, like, yes, you are. And we approach it that way because we don't see a reason at face value. You know, we don't see a reason. We're like, man, I want to give you the benefit of that. I really do. But at this point, you're wild, and I got to tell you about yourself. I think that's the point. It's a great point. To me, like, because I've gotten gotten into debates. I've gotten into debates with, with people about it, and I hear that. I'm like, I think it causes doubt from other groups when we give too much benefit of the doubt. And I think it's obvious when you really think of it why it would be. If you were a student, think about this. If you're a student and you're a person that may be bullied or you may get mistreatment from other students, Mm -hmm. if you find out that the teacher or the person that's supposed to be in judgment of it does not protect you or correct it or does not look frown upon it, you you have less trust in this. You know what I'm saying? For sure. When you have too many times where the, the, the popular opinion of a group seems like against just like certain basic morals like yeah i would like to see some then i think you start people being like what is y'all what's y'all code like what what do you what do you believe is the way y'all supposed to be at because i'm like it seemed wrong if this is allowed to be a acceptable behavior i'm like some of us just gotta say hey this ain't right because it makes us look bad as a group when we're too iffy and in the gray on like to me somewhat simple like like it's not really a complex matter it's still a game like we're losing the fact that it's a game. It's mm-hmm. a sport. It's mm-hmm. not like it's a deep political matter that requires you must leave for moral implications. Mm-hmm. It's not good or evil. It's just a game. You can quit and talk after the game. What forced you to do that? Why is the behavior something we all got to be like, I understand. I'm like, not really. Like, seems like an overreaction. At simple. You know what I'm saying? I would say, honestly, though, black people don't be cutting up black people no slack. Yeah, I don't really see many <laughs> like, bro, my... We are our biggest haters. Yeah, I was about to say, the most people that, like, really be on me about, Trey, why you doing this and that, be, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't cut my aunts, grandmas, they don't play none of that. Like, ain't nobody really letting this man get away with it. But I'm just saying, in the track record, it, like, it just doesn't make any type of sense at all. So there's got to be a reason. No one just does that because they're upset. He's been upset before. 
He's been uh, on teams where he didn't like the coaches. Right. He's done all that, but he's never ran off the field like that. And you would say that he's never done that specific act. Yeah. But I think most people conclude he's done a series of outlandish behavior in different areas. We gave the pass, this is which then hard. got it's on it's a pace. It's, it's not hard. the exact. For example, if you if a person is to one day slap their mom, the first day they did not slap their mom. The first day they said no. The second day they said, forget you, mom. <laughs> second, the third day they cussed, hey, fuck you, mom. The fifth day, it, it, it progresses. So if we is. saw a lot of crazy behavior, it's not like before this, we were like, yeah, this guy, conduct player of the year. He was considered an outlandish rule. Unruly player. player of the year. It does not go like nobody. It's not out. Isn't it's it's like you're grasping for a deeper meaning, and I'm like, it seems pretty on his face. Like you, he's doing just a kind of a wild move. So would you say that that it's not wrong for us to look at a perspective of deep? Maybe you look simple, but I feel like in sports there's always more. I don't know many stories in sports where there's not more. So to me, being not. First off, I was about to say something that made it seem like it discredited your opinion, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I just say like being in it, there's always more. People just like he val- like AB values money at a high degree. He's a very known, a well known person about investments, handling cash. He's almost like Floyd. Like they all have a bunch of money and they do the right thing with it, right? So we, you know, factor in everything. He pretty much lost out on bread on just playing games. We're not talking the incentives, but he lost bread. Leaving that team to me, that doesn't, that's not on par, right? Like someone who values the check, values the bread, values the game. He's always worked to fight to get back in the game. He lost 30 million with Oakland, so it actually is on par. I mean, I guess, but he went to go, he went back to work to go get more. Like he always comes back to go get more and seems to have gotten better. I think to your point, Trey, I was, it was, I think it was on full send or something like that where he talked about it. He talked about, of course, like how his contract was so small compared to Bronx or whatever, right? And I think that piled on top of the lack of touches he was getting, lack of targets, lack of respect he felt from the organization, the lack of real friendship he felt from Tom Brady is a bunch of things that snowballed into him having that reaction of, no, you need to go out there and play even on your bad ankle. You know? See, now that's that's the opinion I can rock with. That it's multiple things that snowball into that one thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right either way, shape or form, right? But I do think that it had to be something that told A B to turn up. Because I will say, like, that goes back to every single one of our points though. Yeah. Like you like how like every little thing matters to make him have done that, maybe. That's that's to me, that might be the best thing. He like Tom Brady don't mess with me. None of my teammates came to say AB stay with me. This coach talking crazy. I got rings. I'm one of the best receivers to ever play the game. So y'all disrespecting me on a daily. I can't play on my ankle. All five of them things alone with his mental unstable self. Now it makes sense. I think one of the morals of the story, man, is we knew AB was tripping before he became a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah. but careful who you ask. Quick question. Team. If y'all was the homies uh-huh. of him and he came in the room after that. Oh, are y'all be like, bro, you were tripping? Or y'all be like, what happened, bro? I'm definitely like, yo, you are wild. I'm going like, like, to put it on television and replay it back like, yo, look at your ass. <laughs> look, look at you. And, and then I'll be like, bro, sit down and tell me what happened. Because you, you, you was on some dumb, like, dumb shit. Like, and do you believe that any justification? And the reason I say this is because I always think you have to think, what does what you condone or what you understand or what you accept mean if you were to explain it to someone else so say you have a a a young boy who's listening to your teachings your understanding 
How do you reconcile the idea that you said maybe there's a justifiable reason for this action as opposed to a person that may say it would be more beneficial to teach him that's not the proper way to handle that? Like, which would you which how do you how do you explain this to a person? Like, See, I would agree. I would honestly if if it was a young boy, like someone I mentored at the end of the day, you're never doing that. Like, I don't care if it's in the workplace. You're going to have a boss you don't like. You're going to have somebody you don't like. That's not how you handle it. It's more important to, to get your bread, get your, you know, get up there so that you can make something happen and and ex- kind of expose those bad things within the organization by doing things the right way. So I wouldn't say that. But if we were doing for the sake of argument, I would be this would be my argument. Stand up for, for yourself. You know your worth. AB's worth a lot to them. When when AB's not in the office, they're not as good. So, and you know, know your worth. You got to have discretion. discretion though, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That That's why I don't really de- yeah. agree with the opinion. But like I would just that was just for like devil's advocate. Yeah. Like what I would say if yeah. I had to say something, because right. I, I genuinely like at the end of the day, that shit was dumb. What does it mean that there's some people that genuinely believe? What What, what is it? What is their mindset that would cause one to come to the conclusion that that is the way that you should handle it? Because I think it is a negative or the wrong interpretation of knowing your worth which causes some people which in the in the past you used to believe mean like uphold like more of a, a standard of respect between your personal friendships and stuff like that i think it's been kind of warped into if you are a valuable person in the team you can be like tyrannical in your demands and behavior so if you're a very uh mm-hmm. valuable tech person who comes up with genius ideas you can just be an asshole like that's some people's interpretation of knowing your words when I'm like, you can be, but we have to be somewhat of a society that promotes you should not be. Even if you are a bad man, we kind of promote you to have a certain behavior and moral character. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I there's just, been so many sports stories that tell us it's okay for you to be an asshole and be good at what you do. I mean Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, everyone's good. Rodman, you not got mine. Tom Brady, you got LeBron James as an asshole to play with, right? Yeah. Like there's so many stories that of bad teammates per se, bad attitude teammates who are good on the field and people will deal with them because they're good on the field. But, but the high majority of people out there, kids, uh, high schoolers, they're not that good to be able to have that type of attitude. So I think, Cody, the question that you're getting at is how do we draw the line and tell the, tell our, tell our youth coming up, like, yo, there's a select group of people who can act like this, but they've earned that right. Not even that. No, no, before you can that. say that, I would say this. The line that is changing in our time, this is in multiple areas of life, is that we are believing what used to only be in the privacy or what you can hide is acceptable is now like, no, the world should accept what you put out there in public. For example, Michael Jordan's, uh, I guess, reputation of being an asshole, I don't think it was extremely popular uh, prior to the, the, the advent of technology. I think people in the league knew he was talking mm-hmm. shit. But he was a well-respected, kind of just a kind guy, basketball. He had a gambling situation, but I don't think he was... His character was not muddy until you have thousands of podcast interviews and YouTube guys and guys saying, hey, yo, I was on the court, buddy. Like, he he was he was portrayed in almost like a a positive light. Like, you know who was the, No. I didn't. No, it's nothing but about Duncan. It's not, it's not, it's not intrinsic with his character. I think even with all these... There, there's athletes in the past who, who were crazy, violent, blah, blah, blah. It was just... Locker room is completely different than what you portray on the field. We back in the day, it was once said on as a sports uh, player, we do we're allowed to judge everything on this field. Now outside of it, we were a little more hands off. I think that's how you should get back to. But on it, we should not be so. We we're almost to the point where it's like, hey, we can't say nothing. Like 
a guy can if a guy could take the jersey off and walk off away like we can, we're not sure to say anything on that. You have changed the game of sports. That's like the number one. Th- we don't quit. Like it's I mean, a, you're I taking mean, away just the basic guy on its face. Like I mean, like I mean, to me though, like actors and actresses walk off of shows all the time and don't do season two. It's the same shit. They're they're over money disputes. But they're they're I think they represent a creative arts, whereas you would believe that entertainment represents a, a certain le- a level of I think traditional masculinity is like you finish your thing, you do when you change it's still like, like this work out there on the field. Yeah, like as you, entertainment. At the end of the day, the only reason they make money is because they entertain people when they sit down. It's the same thing you do on Netflix. Like the Bridger to do, like he didn't come back for season two. But this that is, changes the whole landscape of the show, and everybody loses money. His work is different than the uh, than the other people. Okay, yeah, like but to to compare the activities and what we appreciate about sports to arts is to to be lying about it on his face. So, for example, what do we like uh, an athlete who who suffers an injury and plays through for his grit and his toughness? Whereas in, in acting, it wouldn't be something that we necessarily praise just because you have a what broken you mean? Ba- I'm praising Holly Berry for breaking a rib and finishing filming. Are you talking about? Are we talking about Denzel and John Q, bro? Like pulling so, on that emotional regard so is an art form that is like them getting into that zone is like an athlete going f- for forty, bro. Like triple double. Do we? So we pick we pick uh, the best actors because of their physical toughness. No, we pick is that them. even a factor? No, we're picked them because of. But the thing is, mental toughness and physical toughness are damn near the same thing. I could argue that every job has an aspect of of, of similar things. But I'm saying to compare acting, acting in the game of acting to the game of sports. So what's the, what's the core? I, I get you. So what's what's your point? So no, I don't pick. I don't enjoy actors or actresses because of their physical toughness. So I'm saying I to to embody the that. same personalities, to take on the same mantras, to come in the same mindset as actors will actually ruin the game. You have to stay... Sports players should have a certain type of energy. Once they start changing it too much, it'll change the the, 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 the essence so of the game. So now you want us to be bored. No, it was, was, was sports so, before people ran off the field bored? But, okay, we're talking about sports in general now, right? Okay. Running yeah. off the field, dead, right? Dead mission. Yeah. But sports in general, the personality you see now... Is why people are tuning in. No, nobody just want to see folks run up and down the field no more. Hey, certain t- look, bravado is different than sadness. Not every emotion range of emotions is acceptable. For example, if you're gonna say I'm the baddest motherfucker on the field, that is accepted in sports. It is not necessarily accepted to just be like, hey, today I was sad. Like, why would that pay- take ratings up? No, all range of emotions is not the same as accept. It doesn't have the same value. You want a certain, you want bravery, leadership, but you know, last night on the game, everybody loved it. After he, he, after he worked hard and trained and did a bit of football, it's not just him, just like, bro, I'm sad about life. Who's this? Come on, they take him a new one. You know, it's different. It's different years, bro. It's not because, like, think about it, bro. This man got embarrassed. In the SEC championship, his manhood was questioned. Folks said he could not do something. So there's an element of story to it, but it's a different type of story. That's all I'm saying. What's the different type of story that that actor or actress is telling you anyways? Through the character. It's the same thing. You're building rapport throughout the the show or movie that adds value. That's exactly what we do in sports. We would build rapport with our stories over time, and then the play matches also, in the actor and actresses, their performances matches. The I'm saying thing. that there's a, there's cer- certain emotions that can be reached through film and creative arts that have no place in the field of like play. Like what? Like 
depression. Whose <laughs> sister died and they went out and played an NBA uh, a playoff game? Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. His yeah. sister died. So you would he say you would say his natural life his natural life things are the are, are what gains people into the game or yes. him in the sport sorry, and sorry, him having the feeling the off the court <laughs> thing is brought into it. I'm I'm one hundred percent sure he gained. A hundred thousand fans off of that one story that did not know nothing they about him or care about basketball, but the fact that that man went out there and did that after his sister died, I guarantee it. Yeah, you win the argument, but I'm right. <laughs> I think everybody knows that. So I said that not the same. Okay, I'll pose you win it in words, but I'm like, come on. I, I see where you're trying to go with this, and so I will ask this question: yeah, If you could name the top five attributes of a of a great athlete. In the top five attributes of a great actor, is it going to be aligned? Like, is toughness? On That's both a of great us? question. Ooh, Thank that you. is a good one. Like, if I we think, got the I skill think, bars, going I think every good. successful person has the similar attributes. Things. Top three attributes are yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, really? No. Obviously, top five. <laughs> you're not going to conclude speed, strength, or any of the physical attributes. That's, as a, but. But but that's not but that's God given, right? Like the lady who works in the symphony is in the first chair of the symphonic Atlanta Symphony. That was God given, so we can't put that into an element either. So right. if we're taking out the God given, the attributes, then yes, I think the top three, they work hard, they got grit, they persevere, they same thing. The attributes you need to be great. No, you cheat you again, he cheat coded it because <laughs> every job requires the top five. And that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. No, 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 no. It to be the skills. He's saying the skills that make you the greatest and the be- the best at acting. Okay. Do they align with the skills that make you the greatest in athletics? And y'all took it and said, yeah, because you have to work hard to be a teacher. Just like you have to work hard to be an engineer. I'm like, yeah, no. The top five in engineer might be competency and technical skills. The top five that's in, in, in that's almost like the knowledge of different spices. I mean, you're, that's a you're again, get it down you're to winning it. That's a you're you get it down to the ingredients. You would convince people. He's arguing the paprika and all that because you're like, saying the same for a cook. Chicken, bro, right? You're saying the same for a cook as a as a fucking rocket scientist. <laughs> no, that's not. That doesn't even make sense, and you know it. You're, but you're doing a great. Like you're you're good at it. That's why I'm giving. I, the listener will know. I'm giving him credit. Like yeah, you're doing a good job. But anybody who knows is like. No, you still wrong though. You got me with the grit because we do like I was like, okay, yeah. let's, let's think about like Taraji P Henson and yeah. like, James or something. Yeah, dude, the qualities like, but she she has grit and she fought through whatever she has. like the like, ability to play different characters. <laughs> top she, that's five hard to act. do. Right? You have to have become a whole. No, I'm saying that's that would be a distinct skill for actors. That would be the ability to play different positions. Uh, or or the ability to yeah, be. Hey, I got one. I got one. Or the ability to be a LeBron on the court and a LeBron off the court. It's the same thing. See, now LeBron you're LeBron. literally <laughs> making a tie. <laughs> between the lines. Like, he's like, right. she's LeBron. Look, look, look. Odell literally said in an interview, don't Bruce Brenner got the Hulk in him? It said me too when I'm on the field. That's a whole different person. Bruce Brenner be- ain't the Hulk. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, you became a whole different person. Like, legit. Hey, point to Trey Harris, you feel me? I guess. <laughs> I love to argue. Not even argue, discuss. I love discussion. It's so great. The next topic that we have on the list, man, uh, Leah Thomas. Uh, she is a student athlete at UPenn, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's a swimmer on their women's swim team. Um, 
so the story behind Leah Thomas is she's a transgender athlete. Um, so she's been at UPenn for three years, I believe. Um, and two years ago, she got the realization, you know, that she wanted to start the transition. Um, so for two years, um, the conference, her athletic conference had her taking testosterone diminishing, um, supplements to allow her to, to transition and participate in the women's section of sports rather than the men's section of sports. Lame. So, right. Can so I just for, get some clarification once you finish your statement. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So for the two, the, her first two years at UPenn, she was swimming on the men's swim team, mm-hmm. and now she is swimming on the women's swim team at UPenn and is now winning. That was the exact clarification. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we want to point out here. She is now winning. Which is hilarious. Before no one wants to laugh. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious. We knew. We know this is gonna happen. It's absolutely hilarious that. Because they have to say that part of the story, like, yeah, he wasn't winning a lot of the guys' competitions. He was smashing the girls. <laughs> That's hilarious. Breaking records. Breaking wet records. In the that movies. is a middle school comp. Like, if we if we heard that joke, we were 13-year-old boys right now, we'd be dying. <laughs> we'd be crying laughing. You couldn't stop us. The kid, the teachers would be happy, like, y'all calm down. Calm down. But we'd be laughing so hard. Like, you're cheating. Like, it's so simple. Like, I, I think... Before y'all even get it, I I was listening to a podcast and this point uh, resonated with me. He said, "I don't think you should just argue it on the fact of of genetic fa- unfairness because I think it's an easy argument for, yeah. which will prove right for the majority of causes. But God forbid, it's you know a, a woman that's just so strong, so fast, she goes and gets a couple of dubs. I believe you should argue it on just the moral. Like to me, it's just a it's wrong to identify that which we know to not be true." as true mm-hmm. it's wrong to to do it it confuses the society like for us to be playing in this I'm like no it's clear like you're you know do your race do your thing do what is for you you do what is for you don't have to force everybody else to get involved in the game and i i think for a moment i was nervous i was part of the, the group that was like eh, i don't want to say anything that's offensive to someone but then that someone posed an argument to me that's like you're really like bending reality almost like you're 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 playing a role mm-hmm. in Everybody going kind of nuts because you are just refusing to say two plus two equals four. If everybody just starts saying two plus two equals three, like millions of people, we will change the. Even though people are like it don't feel right, we'll be saying two plus, times two equals three. Yeah, we need to. It's the same with this. Like you're confusing the like. Everybody has to be like, well, it was like we know you're not supposed to be in that. Like you're doing what it, that which is wrong. You're kind of you're bending an obvious rule, and it's for the betterment of everybody if you just play it by the rules. And we're trying to. When you create all these arbitrary rules, a lot of it gets based in almost like when you pitch like he said, when you're a good debater and when you don't have like a moral like underground for your principles, somebody can give you a pitch and it technically wins. Yeah, so, yeah. It technically is logical. It is right. Technically, technically, if you believe that identity can be picked, then I guess a woman can identify as a man. A man can identify as a woman. You should play with what you identify as if we play by if you believe that to be. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you know, ah, woman kind of is a woman. Like, that's kind of a, a fact. Like, something that is objective. Like, and a man is a man. Then you know, I'm lying. And everybody's doing this lying. We lying together. Do you want to lie? It should be posed that way. Like, it can't ever be, <clears throat> like, and that's what I think it is when, and it becomes cowardice to a certain degree when, like, the coaches, the, the officials in the league, the administrators, everybody is checking off on it. There's too many layers of it. It should show everybody like this is what happens when you play a role like just your two cents of taking a lot. 
that this is at a higher this is, this is Yale. This is like <laughs> this is higher education. Very intelligent people. Mm-hmm. So many people checked off on what us and a couple, anybody can just be wants wrong. To be that person. So that was that's what happens when you're so scared to be I'm like you can't be that scared. Like that you bending your 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 moral compass just to lie to be like I don't want to offend. Like what are you offending? Like if they're if your truth is offensive to the truth. You know what Because it's a lie. The interesting thing about that piece is, like, nobody wants to be offensive on their own, right? Right. But if you have a group of 10 people who are willing to put their foot down, now I have a little bit more confidence to go and say my mind. You know, I got a little bit more confidence mm-hmm. to go and speak my mind. January 6, 2020, wouldn't, or 2020 or 2021? 2020. 2020. January 6, 2020 wouldn't have happened with only three people. The right. only reason it happened because they had a bunch of people out there, you know. To be able to go and break rules 21. and put the twenty one, I was like, twenty one. That's what I thought. Twenty twenty was life. Yeah, yeah, life was good. Twenty twenty, bro, like that was good. But yeah, twenty one because it just changed over. But yes, yeah. you're right though. I agree. So yeah, that's the thing, man. Like I, I, I hear you, Cody. I definitely hear you, bro. This is what happens when too many people are are willing to just let things slide by the wayside because it doesn't affect them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. but. We all have some sort of accountability, some sort of stake into making sure that things don't just explode, right. especially as athletes. Yes, but, for sure. So, yeah, I want to get y'all's perspective on that situation, man. There's a lot of different angles that we can take for for this scenario. I have an angle that I want to take, but I just want to, as all former athletes here, as all intellectual men and thought-provoking men, I want to get everybody's take on that Leah Thomas situation. Um, what do you think of UPenn? What do you think of the conference? What do you think of, of her, teammates, coaches? What's up? She lost today, actually, seven hours ago. She oh, lost today? She yeah. lost to a, to, a, to a woman that identifies as a man. man. They, oh right, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. said she didn't. They said yeah, 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 yeah. again, hilarious. But <laughs> they said that the the woman wasn't taking any drugs yet. You know, we don't know. I ain't seen the pictures. I need to fish that out. But even if he, is, I'm like, eh, it seems like a lot of cat. Like all of a sudden, the person that identifies as the other side is the victor. Against the guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. So Sounds a little fishy. I'm skeptical. But... So Leah Thomas, natural born man, yes. loses to a natural born woman man. who mm-hmm. who identifies as a man. Gotcha. Okay. So she had the strength, like the mental strength of us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what power in her to get that dub. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You had us just thinking like us. Power, <laughs> no, I just play it. I just play it. But yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, what were you, what were you saying? Um, I was well. Besides that, she lost. I think that you know, I'm all for you know the transgender community and uh, you know living out your your life as you see you see fit. But I just see that it's a little just unfair to someone who's worked their whole life to have that opportunity to swim in college, right? Like, yeah. um, uh, this is. Thomas's opinion, but I thought it was so good. Yeah, you say it. Okay, I want to hear it. So my, I don't want to. I've been wanting to say it, but I do not want to take. Appreciate it, bro. So I appreciate that. Bro. So my perspective <laughs> on this thing is: so in in the articles that I've read, uh, Leah Thomas was instructed to go through uh, at least a year worth of testosterone diminishing uh, drugs uh, to make sure that her testosterone levels were on par with that of women, natural born women. Um, so my that's the standard that was set by the by the Ivy League conference. Uh, that was a standard that was signed off by all the athletic directors, all the coaches, and everything like that. So everybody knew of this standard. 
But my question is, what makes you think that just a year of testosterone diminishers are going to be enough to bring this person, Leah Thomas, down to a range that is adequate enough for them to participate in women's sports and not just go out there and dominate the field, right? Who set this threshold of a year? Do we have testing that sets this threshold? Or is this just our test run and we're test running on, on a Division One college athletic uh, stage, which isn't right in my opinion as well. Uh, but that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, you know? so I agree with you. So I think that... Um, it, let's just say, I don't even know how old Leah is, but I would say 21. Let's 21. And she's taken the hormone for a year. So that's 20 years of me lifting True. with all my, you know, normal testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. So that's 20 years of lifting, right? She probably didn't stop lifting, although her testosterone levels went down. So she right. didn't lose no crazy amount of muscle. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that the year is not enough. Mm-hmm. She still, you know, benefits from the 20 years before right. of being a male. A so therefore that year does not dis, like, it's just not fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be a three to four year process to me, in my opinion, or anything longer than a year because it's not scientists. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Like, no, nothing at all. But, um, just 20 years. You don't need the science for this. <laughs> you don't need to trust the science for this, baby. What you need? I just want to say, I feel like swimming is like, this is a, a good example, but it's almost the least of the worries, truly of a whole. Like, this that's, is happening within fighting, and that's where it gets dangerous. Like, yeah. we got genetically born men beating up. Yeah, <laughs> like, and some of them I don't even have to like. <laughs> the women that no, but you gotta think like it's hilarious though. It's really hilarious. First of all, it's hilarious that's getting signed off. You gotta think the other woman that's doing it like I don't care about me. I'll take this punk. <laughs> like, how many times is gonna happen for your life? Nah, I think I got one. I think I got what it takes to take this guy down. Bow. <laughs> like, no, like, like that's in in. Look, I'm, that's why I'm, I I say sometimes the logic is not enough. Like so for you guys' genetic situation, the reason why I say it's not enough is that you're saying so she she gets four years of of this blocker. Mm-hmm. Now you believe oh it's fair game on she's a woman. <laughs> I doubt it. She can, I, if she gets I, and if she, if she, if she if she goes and take if it's a woman who does it for four to five years and she goes and just takes out all the track records all the you guys are like well did her four years gotta respect it that was a, <laughs> or do you still observe hey something isn't right like it's deeper than just like I agree you're, there's layers to it when you're bringing science level. into it you're, you're you're going to the 50 yard line when you just need first down first down we're lying guys you're not <laughs> you're not supposed to be in this group hey you're supposed to be in room B you're supposed to be in the second room with the, the rest of the people that born naturally. Like, we're ignoring the obvious. And I'm like, this doesn't make you a better person. I think, and I think that's the problem that is, is causing people to, they think that it causes, it's proving a virtue. I'm like, I think God is judging who is lying. Like, what if it's a different test, a complex test that requires honesty, bravery, to have a strong opinion? To, what if it was like you're failing by not being able to say, this guy is cheating. He's winning all the races in a girl competition. You're failing. You're, you, it shows that somebody could do uh, an act of evil around you. Mm-hmm. And if it was scary to say it was wrong, you would let it happen. That's what I think of it. You're, you're more inclined to be the person that's like, oh, is everybody cool with robbery right now? All right, then I ain't speaking on it. 
Whereas there, you need a lot of people that's like robbery's wrong, whatever. And I'm I, that's my principle that I stand to. And all like when you have too much of the flimsiness, that's when I'm like, yo, you get the silly kind of funny like standpoints because your 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 moral ground is so subjective to the opinion of the current moment. Robbery is pretty cut and dry, though. You know, somebody robbing. This is. I feel like this not is, in the riots. Lying is lying is a deadly. <laughs> You're right. Too. I don't know. I just tried it all. Like I don't know. I feel like Cody has like a stack of book of rules. Like, <laughs> like, I, I was just about to say, like, does he have like a, a superiority like complex? Like we're we're not doing this. No, nope, no cap. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, not doing. No, but I think this. Like, no, for real. I know. I Even know. though we say that, I, I think. I think there's people like me, you, you, like, there's a responsibility if you feel that you think them deeper on things, you, you can kind of see some stuff. Like, I think it's a lot of people who, who know something to be truer than what we act out, but it's like, it's a decision more so on what is the appeal of this. So, so what I mean is this, you may know hard work is the answer, but it may not be sexy or cool or cause popularity to just come out and be like, hey, you got to work hard and here's the stuff. It's actually cooler to be like, do what's for you but you know the real advice you know the real answer but what is more appealing to i think to most people would be to say something that is more flexible instead of just being like eh, this one's kind of cut and dry and i think that's what comes out to be like like for a lot of i think a lot of the things i say you guys have mentally tucked in your mind like i'm gonna say that but at 40 which is funny to me it's like I know oh, you got okay. it, but you like later. Don't do that. I ain't gonna bust that out. I ain't gonna bust that out on the right. I agree like, with once I start getting bald and I start putting on the suits, I got a couple of sons, and oh, it's like then you might be like, I right, y'all gotta put your pants on. Because you knew that when you was twenty two. Like all I'm gonna say is you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> so so I got the question and since you think it's wrong, what would be a, an appropriate answer like? I knew this was coming. This is going. This is about to go left. Yeah, keep right. going, Monte. Like, what, what do you think the the actual solution should be? Mm, 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 mm. That you have to play in the league that you were born in, or they create a different league just for people who are transgender. Mm. I was thinking the second one too, but it'd be so hard to get that organized. It'd be a third gender. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. It's a third um, category. Third category. Yeah. Section. Yeah, section. That's championship. It's, it's just a third championship. Yep. We'll call it that. Third right. championship. You know. And I don't see why that's like, everybody's like, no, nah, you can't do that. No, like, I, mean, I see. I mean, I think kind it, of, it's it'll, like, it'll be like they're being singled out. They can't compete in what's major because it's like, you got to think about, so women's sports, <laughs> we already are like struggling to make sure it stays afloat by viewers. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to women's sports or nothing like that. It's still great sports. But it struggles with views. Yeah, so if there's a third league of transgender, they like, we're not getting the, the actual publicity. We're not getting funded. We're not doing, you know what I'm saying? It would be other ways of getting an unfair treatment. You know what I'm saying? So if, never mind. I don't, I mean, that's a great point. What are you about I mean, to say? If, if we, if this third section gets created, I'm pretty sure the LGBTQ plus community will support it. I think that's the viewership right there. But well, he, he, he's saying thing. that it'll take away from women viewership. Take away from no, or not necessarily women. I think it'd just be hard to maintain with everything needed to maintain a championship at that level because right. there'll be a third viewership. Man, keep it honest. If you <coughs> you advertise anything as being, but if you, if you think about this, <laughs> it's like think about women's basketball. Like yeah. we would be like, 
there's plenty of women they could go watch it, but that's not what they really want to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, that would be like the same thing. Like, why is enough women not watching this? And it's like, I'd be like, LGBT, too. Y'all go support it. We not. But you're saying the concern would be that the, the the new league may not garner enough attention. You're yes. saying yeah. my thing is this: I'm like that again comes to an issue. Is like what when did when did that become like a necessity that society enforces that viewership of any. It's it's like it's on its own. You have to develop your own fan base. Like if you don't got it, you don't have. Like that's not a. We, I don't understand the idea that we must ensure that a certain level of women support this sport. That's just a woman. You let women be free to love what they like. If they don't like this game and they don't have enough viewership, then that's just the individual league's ideas of how can we spark. That's not a real societal. I don't believe that it should be like placed on like, like viewership and you can create the league. But popularity and the profit it creates, that's what is stimulating the viewers. I'm like, I don't believe you can, you I can disagree, force that. I disagree because you're not going to build homes that you know people aren't going to like. Like if you're building homes for families, you're not going to build a home for a family that isn't family suitable. So what do you mean by you disagree with? Like, what do you? So, um, so it is like that should be the, the prefaces, the preface for any type of start for any uh, catalyst to anything. Viewership is important. You have to ensure that your viewership is going to be there right. for you to put money into it. Right? No, I'm saying if it is negatively, if it's seen that it is not. Okay. If we do a cartoon show mm-hmm. and people aren't watching the cartoon, <clears throat> is our response to get Kim Possible and Lilo and Stitch to create, you know, a spark in this show's uh, viewership or is the show, the, 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 the conclusion, hey, we haven't got no support. We can't do this show right now. I mean, rappers do it all the time. Like they put it, they put somebody on a song. Drake will put somebody on a song. It'll pop. It'll make you go listen to Buddy stuff. Oh, I like Buddy stuff. Now we all got viewers up. It, It'd be the same thing if Kim Possible. You did a little spot show on it. Oh, what show are they in? Let me go see the show. Boom, we in there. But if you do not sustain your own flame, what happens? Uh, Drake has done a lot of track. But nobody has in Drake or the rapper's contract. You must maintain it. It is always. And I'm saying. When we, if we were to have a new league, it wouldn't be anybody's individual responsibility to be like we must, like when you take that on, that's what causes them. Like, there's a natural competitive in the nature of sports. Like, there's a reason why baseball gets X amount of viewership. There's a reason why. It, imagine if the MLB, if Major League Series was Terrible. getting substituted by you know uh, competitive bowling matches. They're at the same time. We're going off the viewers. It's not a disrespect. Like, it's just a... But this is how you got to think of it. Because I'm going to just be devil's advocate because I can see where the poke holes are in it. Um, (laughs) He said poke holes. He's not a poke hole. (laughs) It's it's also, you have to realize that it would be considered an underserved community, right? So, like, let's just say it was a special ed event, general kids. If we like, y'all can't come with us, y'all gotta go do your own thing. And then there's nobody there to support it. It's still like an entity of resources, like college sports is a resource, scholarships, they're, they're not gonna get all of that type of stuff because it's not getting the same level as the NCAA or something that like that. That was gonna be my question. How do you regulate scholarships? How do you regulate teams? How do you regulate rules? Like there's so many things that go into that that like I feel like what you just said works perfectly like it's a lot of interchanging things that go into just that simple viewership thing. Like, right. And I think that speaks to Cody's point. Yeah, too. that's like, my point. I'm if, like, we're, that? if we're going to entertain allowing things like these to happen, it's going to be a long process and people are going to wreck their minds for hours and hours and hours 
because there's no simple solution that's going to be Thanks. like that's going to. I mean, there's no history body. to it. It's all exactly. brand new. Exactly. I mean, this could be our like what you said though. Is this our test? Like, hey, like True. this is the first mate. Is this? The, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on that. Is this one of the first major D1 transgender athletes? As far as I, I know, I feel like it's been happening in track. And yeah, 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 like yeah. Track yeah. is definitely been one of those ones, and but I don't know any other ones after. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, what is that going to look like on a basketball? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was thinking more of myself. What if my junior year, I say, you know what? I don't want to ever get softball. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I'm the the backup shortstop on my team, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm never going to play here. So let me just, you know, I'll take some hormone blockers for a year. Like people will do that. People are will do that. That's not a. I mean, I, I feel like that's not an unrealistic thing to happen. So how do we stop that? Right. Like, how do we stop that? You stop it. I think everybody stops it by individually being more willing to be temporarily looked at as the asshole. Mm. Like, and, and when people say, oh, well, we need 10 people to say it starts by one person saying, I'm not I'm not even requiring people go into an Instagram video. I'm just saying on an individual basis, how much you willingly say, hey, I co-sign that. That's going to impact the man beside you. That impacts his friend, his family. You can control your whole family group by just the way you talking at the table. If you decide that to to ignore your internal beliefs and spirits and everything you can observe so much that you just can't say it, which is I'm telling you, this isn't this is I tell you this to, to really remind people like, does anybody remember a time, I'd say, what, 10 years ago when this idea was like something of like a class clown's joke? Like you watch Juana May, like yeah. If I was this, like if I switch, I bet you I score forty right now. Like I score forty every game. Like it's a joke, like that. That girls be like, stop. Like it's like a little, it's like a little, uh, a comical thing we all know. Like hey, I believe a girl cracks a little joke. Like yeah, you suck. And he's like, well, I could still do better than you. Like even I, even though I'm not in your field, I think I could. It's a joke, but it's rooted in a silly truth. Like no. Really, like, and I think a little part of it is people ignoring the fact it's like we trying to be like so polite that we're like, oh no, no, that's not a joke. Realistically, the 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 the, the physicality of our of our uh, of the two different genders are so drastic that it's not even a, it's not competitive over a large scale. Like you can make that general statement and be tr- and it be honest. It can be true. I don't think people, I think people fight it too much because they're, they're, they'll take an example of like, well, what about this athlete? You think you could beat the best WNBA player of all time? And it's like, no, I respect her. Like, I respect the game. However, I do believe there's an, a large amount of men at the same height who have never entered the league that could do that. Like, and unfortunately, I believe she might know, yeah, this may be true. There's some guys that just played college or high school that can go play at top levels because it's a different, and this, I mean, and another thing I would say is, like, I don't know if in this time period there's a skill that women are very good at that they'd be willing to, like, ignore the skill differential for the sake of men. Like, we're just going to ignore girls are better at this thing just to make men feel better or to make a certain group feel better. I'm like, if women are better at it, we just admit it openly. Like, that same thing. Like, it's cool. Like, to try to fight it is, I think, like a little jab. People don't want to say it, but some of it be jabs it. Dudes in itself, like you're just you. You don't want to make. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to make the basic statement that like we're good at sports and like it's kind of affected by the fact that we just care about it more. We like it more. There's more tension on it. That's causing some of the viewership things. Like we're ignoring the viewer. We're acting like oh, one day we can have the cure to women's sports viewership things. No, you can't. If you leave women to be free to themselves, they gonna choose that they like sports. If girls don't, girls don't look up to girl hoopers. They're like oh man, I gotta be like. It's not the same. 
don't force it down their throats and think and say that it's woman liberation. I'm like, no, it's not. If they didn't choose it naturally, like if we don't choose a certain field, you don't men, choose anything naturally, Cody. No, you do. You have a you have a socialization you and you naturally choose. damn thing naturally. I think it's we can talk about this next episode though, and I want to. You definitely choose. You have a you have a choice. Wait, what would you, what is your you're believing that because people influence you or encourage you to do things that yes. it's always a a, a, a a result of others, or do you not believe that they influence you and the combination of what your natural spirit and what you believe in? Nature. So baseball nature. for you is all others. Tech for you is all others. It's your like, job is all others. It's, in my opinion, it's seventy percent nurture, thirty percent nature. Yeah. I mean, my dad sat me in a chair for like. He literally would sit in his chair and tell me, hit me in the chest, yeah, hit me man. in the chest, hit me in the chest. Like, from get-go, like, I was throwing the ball, swinging the bat. Like, there's pictures of it. He knew what he was doing. Now, I agree with you. There's outliers. Yes. There are, like, freak, freaks of nature in their particular fields, right? But the vast majority of people are nurtured into those fields that they... But what you're nurtured in is, is aligned with... Okay, <clears throat> put like this... But like this, I'm not for men, enough to be a baseball for player. Men, for men, for men, we make the example. You believe that for for some arbitrary reason, mm-hmm. we are socialized a certain way. And our ancestors just literally can't. There's no reason why they tell men to behave a certain way. You don't believe there's a, a it's a combination of some type of way. You believe it's just arbitrary. We run faster and jump higher. So, so in which case, in which case, you believe there's a point where you could cause mass amounts of men. To abandon our traditional desires, like maybe cars or sports, we could stop. There would be a point in population where majority of us like things that traditionally we did not like. Yes. No. If, yeah. if yes, if you market it, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Why not? I mean, there's because it I mean, goes against the na- nature. I think it's technically the, isn't that what trends are? But we're like isn't that what just, trends are? Like literally switching it up. Yeah. Like literally, we went from baggy clothes to now it's all tight again. Is that like the? Would same you thing? compare the trend of baggy to tight? To wearing a thing that is tradition, traditionally nothing of your sort, like so you're wearing dresses. Women women wore dresses for a long time and never wore pants. It became acceptable Ooh. for women to wear pants in the mm-hmm. 40s or something, 50s or something suits. like that women because it was suits. marketed to them. And what in this to you is a is proof that you can change the nature of women are still they have a different nature than men. Mm-hmm. You didn't force women out. You changed their items of clothes, which is just more it's more comfortable. You didn't cause women to be. In that um, time period, they were more inclined. They were more. Ca- Let's say, okay, what's an example of something that you would say is traditionally associated with men? Traditionally associated. And if you are saying there's nothing, I would argue that y'all are doing the devil's advocate to the. <laughs> yeah, you you're say, almost saying that. I'm like, hey, they ain't nothing. There's nothing that men got that is kind of us. Let's say, or we just blank slates. Building, but I don't know the reason behind it. I guess the and tools this is where are being good with your hands. I don't know if, yeah. you know if that's even valid because I feel like there's. Women who could literally be mechanics. I don't know. There, the do argument that. falls apart because there's got to be, like, we got to know the reasoning behind men being pushed in this direction. I just, then, I, I, I just really, and I guess there's no staff out. I'm like, I just don't believe that all people are the result of just socialized. I think it's natural spirit. It's I DNA. It's natural, I say that. Yeah, 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 like, like I think you guys, what I'm arguing is, no, it's not. There's, it's not, I wouldn't even say you. it's something that you can force a large amount of people if it's against their natural spirits they will naturally not do it like you couldn't just tell men all of a sudden a hey, stop li- stop liking to 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 do this all of a sudden and then we just change last all- week bro you were saying that you can if you tell somebody yes or no eventually they will get it 
If you tell somebody that what they're doing is right or wrong, eventually they will understand. And prohibit them from doing it. And prohibit them from doing it. Correct. So, you so we say that we, if we like prohibit all men from ever building anything ever again, They'll we stop. can they'll stop and we can change their behavior. We can change their nature. I, I wouldn't say that's the same as socialization though. You forced it. You forced their hand against their nature. But that is socialization. Socialization is every every socialization. So, okay, okay, okay. What do you got? Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Yeah. If your nature is to talk mm-hmm. and then I force you to stop talking by not giving you anybody to respond to, that's not the same as naturally making a series of a human population stop talking. I just forced you guys from doing it. It's not the same as actually ingraining a, a behavior, a systematic, we do this now. But, so uh, I'm like, saying, what, what could school, you though? do? Uh-huh. What could you do could socialize men to do something that for thousands, a hundred years we used to do, we cannot do? What, how can you do that without actually prohibiting their behavior? You can't. Well, now there's, you're getting there's into certain natural areas. things. I mean, but you're, you're getting into it. Like, so what do you guys do? First, first, first put my argument, put my argument into words. Yes. So that's how I know if you guys are, are hitting on the right. Because I think you got to do that. I can put your arguments whereas you try to put my arguments. How can you prevent somebody from doing something without forcefully preventing them to do something? So if we're consistently doing something for generation upon generations, how can we stop us in our tracks from doing that and switch from one generation to the next? Without forcing. Without forcing. No, no, no. I'm saying... I'm saying for in, in regards to gender, uh-huh. like you're bringing back to the initial thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you change the natural tendency of women to do this or like this or like these interests and the natural tendency of men to do this and like these things without forcing their hand, like literally stopping them from to doing what they are naturally tending to do? So if they have the freedom to do it, can you stop them from doing it? Oh, yeah, definitely. As well. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's marketing what you put in front of them. For sure. Right? Yes. It's 100% about what you see. You can make somebody into a chef. You can make your child into a sure. chef. You put them in the kitchen every Tiger day. Woods. Tiger Woods was made in the Tiger. I would I, I would argue there'd be no there'd be no human flaw. There'd be no human issues if you could train someone to do a to do a to or, behave but everyone is not built to be trained like that. Like you got to remember like I agree. Okay. That goes but, with my point. But also, yeah, but what you, yeah, yeah, but you're also, but in retrospect, I was built to be trained. My father trained me to play baseball, which is natural for a lot of men to be interested in that sport. So what, what would be weird. what would be something that men wouldn't be naturally? They don't. What would be that? What would happen? Like skating for me is not a natural thing, but we got men's figure skaters that are fine. <laughs> they were like so. So would be so something? I'm saying okay. You could say skating for example. What would be the what? thing skating? You could say okay. skating is something. That, what would be the thing that would make the majority of the U.S. male population be interested in skating if you could not if you could not stop them from playing the football, basketball, pace, baseball? The highest paid skater gets paid a billion dollars a year. Yeah, that's all you gotta say. Soccer. That's now, why. I'm, now, all, and you see a black person doing it. Now, every nigga. If the, the current highest player is not gaining anything, I wouldn't even say that's a feasible solution. That's not a realistic solution. If the current no sport gives a player a billion. Okay, but you asked. Him, you just asked how you can get it done. You didn't. You didn't say all that. Okay, well that's like me saying, "Hey, how do you get to Africa?" You say rocket ship. Like okay, it's like I'm nah. Like, it's like I, you gotta. We, I, I kind of let's just say you're the top. Get a plane ticket. Something a little more. I bet, you, I bet if you put it more on TV, okay, offer more money for the purses, glamorize it a little bit, make it accessible at a young a age. young age, make people have stories behind it. More people will tune in, and you can do this while also. People, women can watch a football player who they might interpret to be more masculine. He makes the same or more money, but you believe just by putting it on TV, men doing the ice skating, it'll cause more men 
to start liking ice skating or football. I mean, that's, I would, that's an unsure I mean, assumption. I mean, I mean, I went to college and started liking volleyball a lot more. Like you start realizing how athletic these and you're women going are. a lot of individual. Keep in mind, the question is all rooted in the mass. But you, so you, you have to have something said, that includes whoa, mass. Whoa, 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 whoa! You also said that one individual can impact the family. One, so if I can get my family to love volleyball a little bit more, maybe my daughter goes next door and tells her friend about it. You can now, inspire action. You can't inspire somebody to change. Nah, nah. That, that's what. Nah, that's, 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 that's a good way. That's a good way to use my word. Change. It takes one action to change the masses. We're trying to do it as black people. What one action? Changes the masses. MLK, one action, one man, one changes the page. Okay, with your theory, do you think there's a feasible way to get women's sports popping? No. <laughs> I just think it's, it's just not as exciting. And, and what I'm saying is that that's what the whole game is like. You know that. A lot of people know that. I will you're say. Fighting, I will say. Fighting a, a but also, way. I will say, I mean... It can be I like I like like a lot of people like who they like because of the story behind it. We don't ever show no stories. I have no reason to be invested in them. You have a reason to be invested in the athletes that we know, the football players that we know. We have no reason to be invested in Diana Taurasi because they don't talk about her. So is it on us too? Like we have to also share thirty minutes of ESPN with women and thirty with men because I'm still watching ESPN. Because I've been doing it because I'm a male and I'm in, we're supposed to do that. That's something we naturally do. So why can't we just show a little bit more love? And maybe that'll get me to tune in like, damn, Diana Taurasi really like the LeBron of WNBA. Let me see what she really like. And and I'm, I'm telling you, like, there is a belief. I think there's a conscious effort to increase that. But it stems like underneath it. What we're really asking is your true belief. First off, it, it is rooted in your belief in getting women to, to like sports as much as you like sports. So, for example, we always made the thing with ESPN. In why? men's sport, in why men's no? sport, no, no, in no, men's why sport. No. Why do women have to like sports as much as men for the women viewership to have to go up? So you're why saying, can't as a, as, a, as a male, why can't I just watch that shit too? So you're thinking that you would transfer the men viewership in, in a sport that is not their own. So the Women College World Series got more viewers than the Men's College World Series. I'm telling you, it wasn't all women watching that. Did the major... Did, is there a major league baseball uh, woman that got more? Is it did the WNBA get over large amounts of sports? Has that happened? Okay, okay. You're you're so you so now you're saying college sports is irrelevant to pro sports when college sports. I'm saying that well. one occurrence would not be good. Evidence when one that, occurrence that is the example you need to move to move for the rest. It happened because of storytelling, marketing, and great athleticism by those women. That's yeah. what created the buzz of the women's college world series compared to the men's college world series. Yes, like so. That's exactly why I say the viewership. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. You can get me to tune in because that girl of James Madison, mm. we ain't never seen nobody like her. Let me go oh. see what that dog. Let me go and see what that's. And they hyped it up. She was on everything. So at eight o'clock, everybody was watching James Madison. What's the di- Why does it have to be a woman going out of her norm for the viewership to go up? Why can't you just invest, learn? Why haven't you? I have. I, I, why I, haven't? Why haven't the larger? Why, why hasn't this change occurred? Um, and when do you, and when do you believe you believe it'll happen when they get what what is what are the steps? Because everybody not down. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's voice ain't enough. Yeah, yeah. And I genuinely think that like people don't like if you go like people just don't realize how athletic these women are, bro. 
You have to go in person to see a volleyball girl that's 6'3 jumping over that net. You're not doing it, bro. Go see a gymnastics girl. You can't even walk on the beam and she flipping on it. <laughs> like, you got to go see this. We've never seen it. We can't even. Sorry, I was about to curse again. We can't even do it. So why would I be invested in something I can't do? That's why everybody started liking golf when they started watching golf. They realized how good Tiger was because they finally did it. So in my opinion, we just don't. We just don't support. We just don't look at it. We don't see it in person and see how athletic these women are. And then you would be invested. I went to every volleyball game in Mizzou. I just, I think it's a, the reason I always say it's a simplified answer or it's an oversimplified answer is because in saying it, it kind of suggests that throughout the country, throughout the states, throughout the world, there is an underexposure in every field, in every group, in every age group, in every city. That would cause a large dif- distinction in the amount of viewership and support. And I'm saying, why do you not? Why do you not believe to it? To it? Why can you not, or at least entertain the idea that it perhaps has something to do with simpler factors, such as a the women, the participants of the sport have a different attraction to the sport, a different passion for the sport. As as in, if we have a hundred women of, of a random age, age fifteen, a hundred men at age fifteen. The interest in these sports may be lesser, so that is the reason why they. Well, you don't go support your girls because you don't like the sport. It's not, not forced upon you. It's not that no one is depriving you. It's just like, why do we not just admit what we see? I'm like, there's some girls who just dead ass will tell you, hey, I, I'm a, not a big sports. But what's fan. the like, reason for us seeing this? Though, yeah, that's right? what I'm like, saying. Like, you're not even giving them the opportunity. Go ahead. Like sports? No, you're good. That's yeah. that's what I'm hitting on. Like, what's the reason that women don't like sports? What's the reason that men don't like some things that women do? When do and and you and I'm saying. Even then, I think sometimes, like, and I always dig, dig. tell me if you think I'm, I'm wrong, because I think sometimes it's a, some answers are pre-recorded almost to me. Like, they, they, this the most appropriate. This is what I would give if I was to give, like, a professional speech. But I'm like, realistically, in my upbringing, elementary, middle school, high school, I cannot say that there was no, or for pretty much any sport that, that they had the opportunity to do, we were legally made to, that like, they offered both teams. In travel sports, in all, like, I don't remember an age group where I'm like, oh, I played basketball, but the girls didn't have an option to it's play the mm-hmm. in the air. So I'm saying, but what, what are you, so what are you saying? The difference is the student section is going to come out for the boys game at 8 o'clock, and what but we're not going to be there for the women's what, game. And what do you say is that, and that, I agree with that, uh-huh. but I'm saying the conclusion from that, the, the people, the friends, these are peers, they have free choice. What is causing them to come to one game and not the other? Why, what, and what would happen that will change this? So... Go ahead. I was going to say, for me, it was passed down. We were only hiring hooligans at the boys' games. Not the yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was all it learned behavior. Down. Like, yeah. the, the girls' game. Who teaches the new behavior? Just tell me the solution. Just switch it up. So, like, in softball. Let's do so- pro That's softball. Like people, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it does have to have. You're going to have to have some backing. Let's say it's softball. You know how you can get some interest made? Softball cities. Let's go. Atlanta has the Braves. Let's create an Atlanta softball team, right? And when we do that, we say, hey, go to the, the softball game. Let's have like five, six games a year where if you go to the softball game, you get to come to the Braves game for free, right? Only five or six games, right? You're not shoving it down nobody's throat. The softball season is, let's say, 60-game season. You tell those people to go to five games, and then they might have daughters or sons who realize, like, bro, they just hit a nuke. That ball just went into the trees. Dad, I like this. This is a faster-paced game than baseball. It's more fun. It's more, you know, a unique environment. You're up close. And when the game is over, you get to walk over and see Freddie Freeman play. That would make people just genuinely want to go do it a little bit more. I just think it ignores, like, just the – even with that, 
So instead of like, I wouldn't think that you would try so to you, inspire so my middle school. You ask a complex up. question, but you don't want the like that complex answer. No, I'm saying for 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 a store that is struggling with views. My my ask you is what would be the solution? Increase it. You didn't for go what? through Sorry? my for a sports that is struggling with views. Your answer was first to start at the top level of professional pro. So first, you're fine. Your 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 thing is to find investors for what would be the pitch for the investors for the team that is in the field that you say is already struggling. Like what starts it up? What is the initial cause of that? Because wouldn't the investors want something that they say, hey, I need an X amount of people I think are coming to the game before I put money down to create the team. Yeah. It's not It's not like the, the desire, the team creates desire. Desire must first be, otherwise there'd be an NFL team in other, in much more areas. So I'm saying like, even I mean, then, like you got to kind of think. But you also got to remember your product. If yeah, you're putting out this. None of us are marketing experts, right? You can create desire, but yeah, all of desire has to be there for you, right? Right. And right? I'm saying like, and I'm like, but to me, what I would better ask, okay, this is a better question. Yeah, yeah. What sparks the change in the, because I think it would have to cause at the local level. So what sparks the change in the, we say just a varsity game within different sports. It doesn't have to be basketball, volleyball, any of those things. What sparks it? To me, I'm thinking a lot of it is authentic to the character of the individual teams. And if the individual teams don't want to go I don't really see a way to 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 jump over that. In my opinion, opinion, you're right. Right. Like you're saying at the local level, but we're also not promoting anything like it goes for. So for me, people don't play baseball because no one talks about baseball. It's not cool. So less people sign up. Right. It's the same thing in women's sports. We don't show it. So the girls rather be a cheerleader because we put them more on TV than we do a women's college softball player. Like we're putting the cheerleaders on there more. They're seeing that more. ESPN plays 15 minutes of women's sports and 45 of men. It's just always from get go. You know that the men's sport is what you should care about. And then like the women's sport is just there. Why would we not even that out on what we see every day? And then that will spark the interest so that we go to the women's basketball game. I saw Taya Cooper play in person. She was the number one player in the country. That's all they had to tell us. And our games were packed. No one knew that. And once they found out, we would go see her play. I think I think to your point, what you're saying, like, you can let people know that something is cool and they will take it as, oh, this is cool. Yes. Like, skinny jeans probably weren't cool for a long time, but somebody But said, enough people, Odell wore it a couple times and they're like, boom, that's skinny fine. jeans are cool, right? So if we can if we can talk to our youth and say, hey, nah, what they're doing out there in the softball field is, is pretty badass. What they're doing on the volleyball court is actually Thank pretty you. badass. That's exactly and show highlights of like some fire stuff that like gets them into it, I think you can start to see a tide turn a little bit. Yes. Once you got five people going to a game, now they're telling their friends, all right, I saw some badass stuff. Let me show you this highlight video and then come to the game with me tomorrow. I would argue that I, the only thing I think is different, I'll let Monty go, I know you didn't say, but I think the difference in our theories is that I do believe you can clearly grow. There's always room for growth. Mm-hmm. I think I'm iffy and I don't see any observable reason other than like, again, it's like for a virtue because it sounds good to believe that it will ever be 50, 50, mm-hmm. 50, 50. But I don't think we're fighting for 50, 50. What are you, what are you about then? I'm fighting for, for them to have the chance to make a significant amount of money that allows them to get paid for what they do. Like 
We're I think not that's different from the initial initial, but but even then, but that's I think it's based on. But the thing that is, is the WNBA, like, but like the WNBA gets paid nothing, but they also don't get like a lot of of the same benefits that NBA players get. We need to get the viewership enough so that money is not an issue for those athletes, and they can play the sport that they love and be financially stable for a long time without having to go to Europe every offseason. That's what we're working and, and for. Whose whose fault primarily is it? The fan. It's our, it's the world's fault for not showing how cool these women are. That the fact that they get publicized over there in Europe and that's why they make more money over there. That's the problem. We're not showing love, bro. Like there's, it's just a new wave of male athletes such as myself. Let's say by the grace of God, I make it tomorrow. You gonna hear me say these same things like, yo, did y'all see that home run by mm-hmm. Shoddy at Ole Miss, blah, 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 doing her thing? That's already going to have more people like, oh, let me look up the video of Shawty at Ole Miss. And now I'm following Shawty at Ole Miss. Yeah. Now I'm following Ole Miss. And now I just got a two new fans for softball. That's how I look at it. I did that. Oh, I 100%, I 100%, <laughs> I 100% believe that, 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 that in supporting it increases the, the general support. So how is that not a viable option to allow it to grow and be able to be financially stable for the women who play that my initial thing, My initial thing was of them being even. And then my second thing was with, with that argument – the biggest thing for it is it argues that you can increase their the, the the salary regardless of the actual like viewership, and I'm saying no. And and, and even, with that, like even with that, even with that, what like I'm that. trying to tell you is that like we originally you had cut me off when I said I believe that the critical part of it is that you have to have a lot of your base in it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for basketball, the majority of the viewership, I, I say like a lot of it is fans that do it, and then it's a lot of people that are brought into the game by association with the fans. So I'm saying. If you do not just off the jump have a natural base of people that are interested in you in your pitch, and I'm saying it is it is based on contingent upon if we do have more support. And I'm like, yeah, I can't really. It's in a it's in a different scope. It's using as something that could happen. I'm saying just right now from what I currently see, what is we are on pace. I'm like, I don't. I think you would need like like double the amount of women into it plus what men have currently, and then we can increase the men. But I don't think it's going to start from. Oh, men are jumping into it, and what? Because I'm like, there's a, there's a, there's a so, part of NBA is we idolize the NBA player. We would like to strive to be like the NBA player. He actually is a status figure in the men world. And I'm saying it's a little more complex than what I'm saying. Like, it actually is not the same status figure to women. Like, they, they don't look at it the same. So it's like you can't just put it out there and make girls ignore the fact that dog. Like, I kind of fuck with this R&B singer, or I kind of would like to be this woman who was in this tech, or this, I want to be a boss woman. I don't really want to be hooping or I don't really want to be like you I don't think you can change the the but natural like impulse to be like I'm saying. like it's it's I'm not saying and, and what I'm saying with you is like a little bit of it to me strives it incorporates a shift in the the mindset of not just men because you I think you stemming in men I'm like it's the mindset of women like you're but you're you kind of putting them you want them to go I'm like mm-hmm. I say let them vibe like if they yeah. like sports let them do it but if they never, don't you're never gonna want to go be something you don't see what you mean? Why like, do they have to? Like, it's not like it's not going to you, college. You idolize like, LeBron and want to be like LeBron because you see him, but you see what he does. You see how he moves. You see how he works. You see what he do. Y'all see what none of them do. So why would a woman ever want to want to be that when they grow up when they never see it? What is what I'm saying? The initial thing is what is the like? This isn't the same as it's not a, a biological need, nor is it necessarily something that is. Tied to success in the way they view it. I like you gotta think that from people wake up and love sports. You're making it seem like we wake up as men and love sports. 
No, we love sports because our dads put ba- balls in front of us when we were ch- children. Oh. They turned it. Yeah, sorry. Pause. My bad. Pause. They I put, disagree though with that. Like that's huh? that's so you're standing think, on your so bases. You, you're standing so you on your claim. So you think that this sports was just learned out of nowhere? So what's your argument? That's what you're let, me give you, let me give your argument. His argument is that hey, the ball, the game was influenced upon me. It was forced upon me. I'm like, there's people who never play on the sports scene. There's no sports guys in their family. Bro. They obviously love sports, and at a large, significant rate, majority of sports fans are yeah. not ex I see what high you're school stars. And you know that deeper than that, bro. Like deeper, like. You literally grow up from get-go as a child at four years old. Your dad had ESPN on. You spark interest from those things. Just like a lot of those very musician-type people had the piano or something in front of them when they were growing up. So we're not putting it in front of our girl. We put dolls there. We put everything (laughs) else. Yeah, like everything else but... What if we put a football in that crib? But what I'm saying, and this is this is a, a, better, a better talk. We can really go nature, nurture. What we're arguing right now is you are saying it is a hundred percent nurture. Like you can change, and I'm saying it can't. There's I, never. It, I'm saying never it is a part. No, but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is this. Sure. What I'm saying is that it it, it couldn't even be seventy. It is a law. Like at least half has to be know know. what is in your DNA. What you're deciding. What, how, so sports are in my so DNA. Because you say how do we know? So how do we know? So how do we say? Yeah, how do we, how do no, we no. Know? You say so how do we know? We how do we know? If we it is seventy percent nurture, you're suggesting that more people across the world in places that are impoverished, they have nothing to do with media or anything. They're not pushing sports. They're pushing just farming. They're pushing just regular things. Why are they coming to the inclination of sports? Why do these males still like sports? You're ignoring the large body of population that has a natural inclination where, to sports. It's not all, oh, you're watching the, Nike commercials. The sport figures are still the, the figures to look up to, even in those poor communities, though. Like the, yeah. the, the, the soccer player that made it out of the same place that they came from, it's like a lot of stories. So if he was to put, if you were to, to be exposed to ballet constantly, you believe the shift would change in how and what what time period? What time period would it need to be to take the shift away from football to ballet? A generation. Yeah, that, but that's all real change. I mean, us us as black folks in general, it'll take a generation to see real change. So it's going to so take twenty five twenty five years. We've abandoned the football field for ballet. Why? Why abandon? We never uh, said abandon. Oh, you want complete abandonment? Like you want uh, complete abandonment? Okay, okay, that's a complete abandonment. Completely, that's completely, completely abandonment. So let's switch it. Let's switch it. So <laughs> let's say there's ten percent of of men that are interested in ballet now. Mm-hmm. What would be the time to make it ten percent are interested in in uh in football and ninety percent are interested in ballet? What would be the shift that you would require? That I'm saying this is not a change that happened because it's against the, it ain't. It's not going to be natural for most. Of the, like you're never going to get a large amount of guys to be like, yeah, that's my way. Like you'll get some guys. You can increase it. You can get it from ten to twenty five, mm-hmm. maybe even ten to thirty. You're not going to get it ten to ninety. That's that belief you believe in all that is a overwhelming belief in the na- the nature. You don't believe that anybody is born with natural urges or likes or anything. You think everything is trained to you. I'm like, no, no. Like, it's, some of it is 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 is. It's just our biology. Like it happens in puberty. There's certain desire, like certain things you tend towards. Like, I think, it's not all I think your argument would be very valid for those who are playing in the sport, but viewers, yes, it's more socialized than anything. And then those who are able to compete in it, they they take that intrinsic DNA because they have that build or that strength, or whatever that comes with them. But, but, but with that, what I'm saying is like, all right, even what you say with the viewer, for the viewer, what is the thing that is keeping our likes and desires kind of stagnant? So since the 50s, gotta, men kind of like trucks. 
Why is in 2020, with the advent of different wars, different diseases, different beliefs, different all that, why are we still kind of like trucks? Because they're marketed to us. Right? Yes. Yeah. They, they show trucks. the manly man. So, so it's like, it's like to, to disprove you guys' argument, you'd have to be in the world like free of no, all marketing to, to, to show that this yes. is natural. No, you, you market them evenly and see what the natural, then see the natural numbers play out. We're not even marketing them evenly, so you can't even say that. I don't even know if I would like ballet. How do I know that I would not love to go to a ba- ballet and enjoy true art? I don't know. But what my question was, what are the biggest brands in sports? L.A. Lakers, New York Yankees, Boston Celtics. Why were they the Cowboys. Knicks? Yeah. And why were they always the biggest brand in sports? They were on the TV the most. People had to love them because they couldn't see anything else. Mm-hmm. I grew up a Yankees fan because the Braves and the Yankees were the only one on TV. The Braves could pitch and the Yankees hit home runs. But there's Philly in between us. There's Pittsburgh. You got the Marlins Baltimore. down there. Baltimore. Like, why am I not a fan of them? Because mm-hmm. I only saw the Yankees. I only saw the Lakers growing up. So we only see football, baseball, basketball thrown mm-hmm. in our face. How are we going to... We're just going to naturally float to that because we see it. We've invested our time into it now. And that would explain the difference between why a certain sport is more popular than other sports. But it wouldn't explain the difference between gender differences in the same age group, same generation, same racial group, same socioeconomic. It would definitely take multiple generations for it for that switch to happen. Yeah. But I do believe that it's possible because you can definitely soften. You can soften uh, a sex if you want to. You can harden up a sex if you want to just by the things that you're putting into them. Yes. I believe you could. I just don't believe it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, saying it all that comes that up, you can't switch it. Uh, you can... Tweet people. You can make them think a little bit. You can make them bit. You cannot make a circle, a triangle. Bro, but you can make I a square, think, like a, a hexagon. You kind of shit. Seems like he's like his, the, the mean, sports his DNA though. <laughs> I think he like to me. It sounds like you're like we wake up and guys love sports and we love trucks and we like beating hammers. We don't. It's all learned behaviors. I don't think. I think to me. To me, <laughs> no, no, learn to behave. I think you're painting it as extreme, but I'm saying I'm arguing against an extreme. Your extreme is is me pa- painting every man like a hyper masculine. Uh, you you have tendencies towards hyper masculine. Your extreme to me is that every man was blank until his father or his society gave him what he interested in. I'm like hell no. Nah. You had kind of something, and you was also socialized. But I don't believe that you are a I blank mean, slate and you didn't like what's called. You would never have, if you didn't have a dad, you wouldn't like the, the game of baseball. You wouldn't like uh, a him. No, you probably it's something in it. Your dad they, cultivates it more. He might promote it. But I don't believe at all that you are a blank slate. Like they, they, that, they, that's what I, don't I would say that curiosity is a blank slate. Right. We try when we're young. We we try a lot of things. We go hurt ourselves on the stove. That's what makes you curious in certain things? There's a, a million things. To, there's a million things to be. There's a million. You things don't go climb. If there was never an oven there, you would never go climb in the oven. No. If you're in a house, if there was a there's random things. There's, there's you're in a house. There's random things. If there's one boy who goes and plays with the book, one boy that plays with the spoon, their natural tendencies may have brought them to the thing. No one trained them and said, "Hey, you have to be a cook. You have to be a, a, a literature." A, you just naturally, as a little boy, your the thing that draws you to your curiosity in and of itself is the draw. It's interesting. And what I'm trying to tell you with these games, with these sports, the fact that a large crowd is not drawn to something is indicative of the large crowd's belief. It is not the result of false. Now, I do agree what you guys are making a good pitch is that some things can be trained in a way. And that's why I'm trying to tell you, like, 
I do believe there are certain things that are nuanced to the group, nuanced to technology, nuanced to like, uh, uh, uh. I think there's some things that no, when back when there was pilgrims, they was moving like this. Back when there was uh, prehistoric days, they were. I think there's certain things. No, it's kind of like in there. Just like when they say you should run, you should move, you feel a certain type of exhilaration. It's just like good for your body. Certain things are kind of money. Like I believe you could be the toughest guy or the weakest guy. I think it's kind of beneficial. They'll say it's beneficial for all to lift some weight. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's just a a core. And I think for men and women, there's certain things that's beneficial for you. Period. Like. Now, I believe we vary. I might be a softer guy than this guy who likes to fight with bears, but I still think we all kind of, like, we feel something. I think a gay man can feel the same as me because we are men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily think, and he's, he can have such a different stuff. He's still competitive. He might still have a drive. Like, it's a, it's certain things that's kind of in your, you know what I'm saying? I I think there's a lot of men and women are are definitely, I, I mean, I'll give you, you know what? I'll give you a dub. All right, one more. I'll give you a <laughs> I, like, I was about to call a stalemate. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, stalemate. I'm like, I get it. I'm Yeah, I mean, I'm with everything. I I agree. I got you. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good talk, man. Great back and forth. Great dialogue. The last topic that we want to touch on today, man, um, is definitely tangent to living in the baseball world, right? Yeah. Um, so, what are some of the key things to remember and be cautious of when we are experiencing interracial relationships, whether they're friendships or romantic relationships? And we're asking this question specifically to Trey, because, you know, baseball is a predominantly um, white-dominated sport, right? He's a black man in the sport. Um, so being ingrained in that for multiple years, like how does that, like what things are you looking out for on a daily basis and what things are, are have just become natural to you that you don't even realize anymore? Um, in regards to dating or everything? Both dating and friendships. Um, dating, I would probably, I keep my things to my chest a lot more when it comes to the people who matter, mm-hmm. right? Like at the end of the day, I can't ignore that the owner, uh, you know, I'm like, owners you know might not like everything that i do and i do that in every regard right like not just dating i do that with everything you know you watch what you say and and how you move right but i will say that interracial dating for me as a baseball player has been a wild subject and tough right because no either side there's someone who doesn't like it let's just be real there's a grandma or an auntie whether you're white or black that is is a little thrown off by this situation so in my opinion what I kind of look out for when I am looking at a partner and they're of the other race is do they understand me as a black male? Like when I ask them about a real deal, a racial issue, are they giving me a real deal answer or are they just giving me that surface level? Like the some of the girls that I talk to, I'll ask them about things. I'll be like, nah, nah, nah. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I need to know what you think. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's, you know, because when we're in those environments with our parents, I don't know. I have noticed this black Families talk about real stuff all the time. It don't matter where we at. It could get real out of nowhere. White families kind of keep it a little chill, a lot more chill. You know what I'm saying? The cookout ain't never going to get heated, for real. You know what I'm saying? They're little get-togethers. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so, so for me, I would say that I, I'm very aware of my surroundings, what I do. I don't do PDA. I don't do things like that. Um At the field, I keep it real short. Hey, give me a hug. Take a picture. Let's get on up out of here because I don't ever want that to come in between what I got to go, what I got to go do or what I want to achieve in the future with who I date. And it'd be unrealistic of me to think that it doesn't affect that a little bit. 
So what about on the friendship level as well? So you went to Taylor Trammell's wedding a couple of days ago. And last year, Taylor had an article in the Players' Tribune where he was talking about the organization's reaction to uh, George Floyd's case. Right. Um, And that is scenario. And I think that's a scenario that speaks very directly at um, interracial relationships in the workplace. But I've turned into friendships. Right. Like you're you're in an organization that is predominantly dominated by white people. Right. There's something that occurs that is affecting you as a black man or as a person of color. How are you maneuvering on a daily basis with these people in your workplace that you call friends? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's a tough one. But hey, honestly know. though, bro, but they tell you how they feel, bro. They tell you without telling you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple of homies I can walk up to and be like, bro, I don't really like this, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they moving this way or they said this and like, I just want you to know, like, don't ever say that to a black man. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I remember I was coaching my team and, uh, one of the kid, a kid hit a ball. He ended up getting drafted. Khalil, uh, Khalil got drafted. He was oh, first rounder. Yeah, yeah. So I watched him play against Team Elite. Somebody said, "Good hit, boy." I looked over to all my my white kids that I'm coaching. I said, "Don't ever call a black man boy, right?" So it's like things like that. You have to pick and choose when to tell them that hey, that stuff matters. You mm-hmm. can't say and do whatever you want. And you know who? Like you could tell, bro. Like. We've been around the game long enough, Thomas. You know. You know. They don't hide it. Yeah. They're not. I, I will say we play the game. We play the game. We say what we need to say. We do what we need to do. And every now and again, we'll pop out and say something. Mm-hmm. Every now and again. So, like, this year in Mississippi, it was about six black kids on the team. And we wore a, a jersey that was the Jackson Generals. Now, I'm going to let y'all do, you know, just think on that. What 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 in Jackson, Mississippi, could they be generaling for? <laughs> <laughs> Think of that. You know, we had the little stuff. The it was like five stars on our hat, and like we told our manager, he was like, "I've never would have thought of that. I'm so sorry. This will be the last year we wear this uniform." <laughs> so, but but now as a black man, I have to make a decision: Do I wear this uniform? They've already promoted it. They mm-hmm. put it out everywhere. People are gonna bid on this jersey to give back to the community. I gotta sign. I gotta <laughs> sign the jersey. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. Do I take. I gotta say, hey, y'all can never wear this uniform again. But I'll be the one to wear it today. So that's the type of stuff that I have to move with, right? Like, mm-hmm. you got to let them know, like, I'm not going to tolerate everything, but I'm going to do what I got to do to get my chicken. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to tolerate everything that you do, everything that you say. You're still going to treat me with respect and like a man. But, like, my white no, no, if my white teammates was all about not wearing the Jackson General. As soon as they found yeah, out, was they was like, oh, my bad, bro. Like, we will never wear this again. Like, uh-huh. this is lame. But they, they would have never had to think about that if we didn't have six black kids on the team, right? If it was yep. only one black kid and what is in most locker room, mm-hmm. he'd say something and yeah, they might be like, bro, that's lame, but he would never have to, he would never have the conviction to go tell the manager because he wouldn't have five voices to back him up. Yeah. Our, my one homie Bacon was like, bro, I'm not cool with this. I was like, bro, I'm not either. If you want to say something, I got your back. Let's do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That makes everything a lot easier. So that's why it's hard to maneuver the entire race thing within baseball. Yeah. And I, I see your point, and I think that's you speak to something that's very critical, and it's the awareness yes. of having awareness that you have somebody who is of a different background of you, right? And that a situation may affect them or it may not affect them. You just have to be able to listen to hear out what they're saying, you know? Um, and I think that's where a lot of people fall short. Sometimes they don't want to actually do that work to listen to somebody else's perspective. 
in regards to a certain scenario. Yeah, I would say shout out to them boys in Mississippi Braves boys because like if we ever had an issue with something, they would at least listen. Yeah, yeah. Folks, mm-hmm. folks was listening, bro, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, they right. wouldn't always agree, which I understand that, mm-hmm. right? But they were listening. They were giving points like the discussion we just had. We we're both intently listening, mm-hmm. and that was what was really cool about the whole. Thing and then like when everything was going on in the quarantine, I had teammates reach out willing to learn more. That also helps things. Like I'm, e- it's easier for me to say things bother me mm-hmm. when I can. You know what I'm saying? When I've already created a rapport with those people, so it kind of goes back to you know who to rock with and you know who don't. So that's for sure. Um, and then I would like to touch base on the interracial, you know, relationships. You know, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So my dad's from Birmingham. My mom's from Shelbyville, Tennessee. My granddad was the first black mayor. Uh, first black um, congressman. He has a street named after him. You know, black, you know, Birmingham, we could go on and on about. You know, my dad knew one of the girls in the Birmingham bombing. You know, things like that. Like, race and being black, <laughs> I know what that is. Like, I grew up, you know, with understanding the rules, right? And my parents, you know, they have been honestly great understanding. They have rolled with the punches when it comes to who I've dated and who I haven't. I have grown up. I don't got no preferences or no type. You know what I'm saying? So for me, what always my big sticking point to when black people, um, male or female are like, bro, you don't, you don't like black women. You don't think your mother is pretty. You don't think blah, blah, blah. I'd always argue, um, back to in college. Um, would you come to a baseball game in February to see me play McNeese State? Uh, it's 25 degree weather. It's March 2nd. Um, uh, there's no one there and there's five people there. Or are you going to go inside Mizzou Arena where they play Kentucky where there's more people that look like you, more, a sport that more black people enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, there's more, there's only one black kid on the field in, in baseball. So like, let's be honest, most white males don't like black women in an attractive manner. Mm-hmm. So half the men there are not attracted to you whatsoever. Uh, we're talking strictly in a dating sense, not just, that's not the only reason people go to games, but, um, they're not attracted to you in a dating sense. So why would I go see one when I can go see 12? Mm-hmm. Right. Another one, the parties. Uh, let's go to a baseball party where there's 25 white males and one black guy that we're probably all going to try to dance with because it just moves differently at black parties than white parties. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to go to the football party where there's at least what 50 of them? You know, one of them is attractive. One of them will like me. And it's just a compatible thing, right? Like mm-hmm. black people, you know, a black woman, you know, wants to marry a black man or vice versa. Those would be more attractive to her. So I was never really exposed in college to that many black women. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I were were because I was cool with the football team. I was exposed for every 10 white women I met. There was one black girl I probably met at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. So therefore, just over over time, you just start, you know, talking to white women a little more. You go click with. You only need to click with one mm-hmm. to become a girlfriend. You only need to click with one, and it's yeah. some cool, cool. Y'all got some cool ass white friends, probably. Yeah. So it's some, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's some cool ass white folks. So that's how I end up dating white women. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, I I'm always seeing this person. I'm always conversating, and her conversations are dope, and she understands me. I've asked the tough questions. She rocked with me as a black male. What's what's the problem? All right. It's not a it's not a whole like. I don't think my mama pretty, but black women are beautiful. Yeah. Black women are beautiful. Black literally does not crack. And as I get older, I am seeing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's just what I was exposed to in college. And that's why I ended up because of the sport that I play. Yeah. I bet my dating pool would look 10 times different if I played football or basketball. And that's genuinely what I feel about interracial dating and how there is a lot of black players that 
they white women. Yeah. And question for curiosity. So, you know, in, in dealing with these type of scenarios, is family support on her end a requirement? Like, for sure. If she answers all the right questions, but her parents ain't really right. Dead. 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 Okay. Dead. Because I value family so much. Like, yes. my big dream is to have six, seven bedrooms so both the in-laws can be there at the same time. Yeah. If if you rocking with me, I mean, Thomas noticed our families are like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm inviting everybody. So, if you don't like me because I'm black, you ain't never going to get invited, which would then cause a rift between me and my wife because now we're choosing where we go. And I'm not going to want to be around somebody who don't really like me for me. So then that's just going to be a natural, it's going to just slowly separate the two. Or we just not going to talk to her parents, which that's terrible for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I value family. Yeah, yeah. I value my family. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, my kid, if, if I marry a white woman, we have children that will be black children, but they'll have a white side too. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with them learning about their white side who also understands that they're black kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I'm saying. You're yes. The parent situation is a gotta be on go grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. I dealt right. with a couple grandparents. Yeah. We can deal with the grandparents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They only ride a little bit. They ain't got as much say so. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> parents, brothers, sisters. If, if it's like they don't like me because of me, Cool, but if they don't like me because of that, right. then it's a different story. For what, sure. What you got? Bro? What you got? Come on. Uh, oh, I thought you was going to give your, your spill first. I wasn't even prepared for this. Like, oh, no. I thought yeah, you I thought were you about to give a baseball. No, no, no. no, no. Ask the question one more time, bro. I'm sorry. Like, what is... It's uh, the women. The, yeah, the parents. Definitely, the parents. Definitely. Um, my mom and my dad definitely play a big role in whether I'm going to continue to bring a woman home or not. Right. Right. And the same vice versa. Like if their parents don't like me, if their siblings don't like me uh, for a specific reason that I can't control. Right. I got to cut it off. Yeah. I got to cut it off. And then I, the, also another thing, too, is the belief system, too, no matter what the race is like. The belief system has to be somewhat on the same page for me to be able to even pursue this. Right. For sure. Um, yeah. Straight. Straight like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's such a. It's, I think the toughest part for me, right? Like, I will be genuinely, I'm going to be real with y'all. I think the toughest part about interracial relationships is in public, bro. Like, when you go out to dinner, bro, folks stare, bro. Yeah. Like, stare. You can see disgust on white and black people's face. You can feel it, You can feel it, bro. That's the hardest thing for me is, like, that's the only thing that I truly have to work through. Because I I love who I love, right? Like, Mm -hmm. love is, to me, love is so ominous. We have learned that we can love anybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's what hurts the most. It's like, bro, are you mad at me because I genuinely just like this other person's company? So in that, so to, to piggyback that, I asked this question. How do you feel? What does you guys take on this is the also opinion? not all white people? Yeah. Uh, what does you guys take on the opinion from coming from an African American uh, man or woman that it is wrong? Like you are actually doing something that is wrong. Like what do you? What? How do you take that? Like what do you? To a certain degree, like I kind of understand it, or or do you feel like no, I, I think it's actually wrong. Like I disagree with the mindset, like completely. Like or what did you guys like? How have you evolved to take that in? Because I have I have like a shifting. I'll explain after I tell you. Like my mindset towards it has actually shifted like throughout the years in a dramatic way. And I did not play baseball, but I think I have an experience that is similar to a lot of African American in a different way. In that my energy would be uh traditionally not as well taken or well received if it weren't for like certain factors that I think save me. Like I'm a little bit more extroverted and dancey kind of got like in the funny game. I played basketball. So it's like a couple cheat codes, but I know 
I always like, especially in my younger years, I didn't realize it more until college that there were certain traits that I think are kind of good that I embodied that just did not go. It wasn't popular at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just baseball. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's actually speaking to more of a character that evolves from the swagger of baseball players that is not African-American. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can be cool. How is it that a cool athlete, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, it's not, it's deeper than just the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's something in there. But, uh, damn, I lost track of the, the original question that I had for you. Uh, damn. Hey, when that happens. Yeah. You made good points. I was, I was rocking with It's that. deeper than But, you know, but let me, let me just show my, I guess, I guess my shift, I guess. When I was in high school, I mean, I've never dated, I've never dated outside of my race. But I would say, in high school, I think the the biggest jazz or the biggest thing that I was aware of, I'm like basketball is kind of saving me here. Is that you get a uh, you're gonna get like a Carlton Banks anti sexy kind of square image if you are too close. I was in advanced classes. I'm in Target all the time. You know what I'm saying? What saved me was sports skill, and it allowed me to kind of be sitting like at the top of the like a top of a hill. I'm like I'm aware I'm safe. But this ain't fair for all my other smart dudes out here who ain't can't dance. You know what I'm saying? Like who just couldn't get their free throws right. They can't have fun with me because of that. I'm like, there's something on its face that's like off. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is it's wrong and however the the value is being interpreted. And I think like when I when I uh baseball to me, I understood it took you even further from it. Cause I observed Thomas growing up in middle school. So I'm looking at Thomas, he's kind of like the more, one of the more popular guys in our school. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm seeing he's kind of like desire, but I'm seeing already like the interesting way he has to go between being entrenched in the white community where I'm like, they like, they know me, but I ain't, sure. you know what I'm saying? Sure, and he's, he's also praised, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. black people like him as well. Like, he's really in the middle. Me, I'm kind of like, Love, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really black. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like you smart, but you black. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a smart black. We ain't really putting you in the, you know what I'm saying? So it was different for me, but I noticed I was like, we both got a funny something coming from this. I can't explain why it's similar. Like, I'm getting some jokes, you get some jokes for different reasons, but it's like, I feel we both shouldn't be getting these jokes. So I've come to conclude it was kind of wrong to think that interracial dating is wrong in itself. It kind of, to, to come to yeah. the belief, it's kind of morally wrong, yeah. but I think we are popularizing like black love and it, and people are hiding an evil thing or like a wrong sin to like disvalue or value a human worse or a lower based off the rail. I'm like, I get the intention to promote black love, but it cannot be at that. And I'm like, and I see the flaw in that, but I got in college, I got real pro black, you know what I'm saying? I'm, it, it got to the point where I almost got involved in that, but I realized the flaw is like, oh, the flaw is some really solid white women that's just loving their dudes and there's really some solid uh, Hispanic solid. guys who just love their black woman and yeah. he getting cursed out by his Hispanic family he just like black women you know what I'm saying yeah. like, I can't I'm like Ugh. and then I have to think of there's such a large amount of mixed people that you are inherently offensive, offending causing them to choose half their identity yes. these these conflicts I'm like we that mindset can't work anymore like yeah, just to, to say it is wrong but I think even in the pictures you were saying I'm like I could tell you were saying it's wrong but you was like yeah you ain't all 100% just say but that shit was wrong like it was yeah. a little bit like I understand why y'all look at me different like and it wasn't really fair because I fuck with y'all but yeah, yeah. I'm like you still respectful I'm like to me I'm like nah I'll respect it like I nah. think it was it wasn't right like the nah, way that, that I think was some right, of the takes wrong. I had to go through were lame like lame for real like the fact that I had to I had to fight for the woman that I really messed with at the time or like you know what I'm saying we older now so like at the time it was love right but like <laughs> love. yeah <laughs> it was love you know what I'm saying but like the fact that I had to plead to why I like somebody 
because of their skin tone. We're not talking mm-hmm. about, oh, do they provide value in my life? Are they a good person? Are they smart? Are they educated? It was all about like, it was strictly, oh, she, she a white girl. Why are you with a white girl? You didn't get to know, you don't even know the white girl name. What's her name? What's her name? Where did she come from? Right. How do you know this white girl wasn't in the trap with us? Like, right. like we know a couple of white girls who went to Makicha that literally like hung yeah, right in with her. Yeah. yeah, just was went right with us. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's not what she was around? So she she went to shits. Yeah. So like, how do you not know that? Hey, hey what you just said that just get that just sparked my idea. This that's what caused me to first start looking at it differently. Was that when I realized I am being viewed different within my own group. So I see how this could feel. For for example, I realized in college, I was like, there were guys who came from more wealth, safer in conditions, had a lower social status in their sport. They weren't even like big guys in their camp, but they were acting like, like, like they got to check my card. Like, yo, where are you from? What you, what you been through? I'm like, I, I didn't, I'm, you know, I done had a couple of more light though than where the lights was off and, you know, some struggle. I got some people who sell drugs in my family. You think just because I'm talking, in a certain way yes. at college where we should like you're starting to question and validate can I speak on experiences within the black community as a black man I'm like I see this I'm like okay the standard for value or like what you're deciding as like a gatekeeper is off for within our own community yeah. I'm like it definitely how couldn't be you? right right how, how can black you, are you how can you gatekeep because the opinion of others when you're gatekeeper I'm like you already got I'm on the fence so I'm in devil's advocate as as a uh, black man, do y'all think we owe black women anything like a, a extra one up when we're considering the dating pool? And I have a shit. Then I have another thing. I, I actually get an extra point. I believe that. I believed it all the way until recently. I'm like, I, I don't know because I believe this. I think that they would make the argument, and they have made the argument. It's like if they find love elsewhere, period. Especially you know what I'm saying like in any way, any shape or form, they're picking just the best candidate. So it's like if you're really choosing off love, ultimately you really shouldn't have that. But between like in my spirit, and this is a conflict, I still have the belief you should though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't explain why I'm like, and that's something like that's one of those things I'm like, that's wrong. But I know it's wrong. Like, but a little bit of me is like, if they tied up 90-90, she smiles, she funny, she cool, but like, I want you to go black. But oh, if it was like, yeah, but it's like but I've gotten trolled. I've gotten to the strong, I've gotten to the point where like if it's 90, 85, you gotta pick if it's an Indian woman, if it's you know, hey, whatever your thing is, go go love your girl. But yeah. I used to be at the point I'm like, it's got she gotta blow you out. Like <laughs> it's gotta be like plus ten. I ain't even just doing the top. It's like you gotta really beat the best African American candidate before I even consider it. Like that's what used to be my, my my whole mindset. But I'm like, and and for me, it was also rooted in this. Like, just when I noticed that y'all said, oh, I might be smart and stuff like that. But black women always show love because mm-hmm. I realized, like, I had the traits that also were considered likable. You feel what I'm saying? Like, even though I'm a square dude, at the end of the day, I still got a little hype, a little dance, a little funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, these are, I'm fitting into that as well. So I see that issue. I'm like, so it didn't, it didn't hit me the same. But I realized, like, man, if I didn't have these things, it would put me in a, in a, in a deficit, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't be able to to survive in that in that ballpark. So it causes me to to question what is the the value of these things. You know what I'm saying? Like is that even fair? Should you be viewing it on just that, or should it also be like character? You funny? You stuff like that? And th- in this case, a white man should be able to relate to you as you know, like he should be as funny as I am. I should really compete 
with all men for any woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, and I that's think that that's made me that's create a different good. standard. If I'm competing only against black men, sometimes it lowers the behavior of how I got to come for my woman. Yes. Yeah. If I know, if I know, if I know what's called, let me tell you something like, and this is funny, but y'all know this. I'm like, you, you look on Twitter, you see them Hispanic gifts during Valentine's Day. You start being like, yo, I, I gotta come a little hard. I gotta love a little. They they do crazy. It just seems like the love is stronger at age yeah. seventeen. Like it's just like I'm like yard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and it makes me think, man, maybe I should put a little more effort. Like because I'm judging it among white men, Spanish men, Indian men. How do they treat their woman? How do they pursue? How how hard they come in the dating process? If I'm only kicking it with the basketball team, they like, yo, man, you know she can pull up when she pull up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they they move with a different energy. I need to be with cornballs, with nerves. It's like, hey, on the first date, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm dropping a hundred and I want roses. Like he loved his girl. I need to compare that with the coolest of cool, the lamest of lame, the most romantic romantic, the most sexy is sexy, the most laid back, like, and then come to a culmination of this is kind of how a man should treat, not just the black man way of dating. Like, you know what I'm saying? I should compete but, for my woman amongst all races. Oh, like, yeah. And so what I'm saying is like much to what you always say is we can make this decision individually, but what will it do if it's the masses making this decision? And so, you know, intrinsically, like if, if we keep saying, if the, if black dudes are the only ones like we don't do what we want to do and other races are like valuing their woman and sticking with it just because that's what they want to stick with in their, you know what I'm saying? In their range, not to say that, uh, many of other races aren't dating outside. And I think it's a bit, a lot bit of mixing, but the majority of each other race, they're going to stick with what they what they are so that they can build a family with the same type of people. And so we are not, then that leaves black women at a disadvantage because they're not being chosen by their, their pair. So I don't think it leaves black women at a disadvantage. And here's my reason behind that. I, any other race, once you date outside of that race, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you're cut off from the people of the opposite sex within your race. Like if a white woman is to date a black man, Nine out of ten, there's not going to be many white men who try to rock with her afterwards, right? I think vice versa for black women. We will. I, I think black women are going to be accepted no matter what they do with any other race, just because we appreciate the love of having that that black love of a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit different for black women. I think they're accepted a little bit more, and they have the flexibility to date outside of their race, date outside of their genders than other races do. So I don't think we're doing them a disservice. I actually believe that our society does them a service for welcoming them back in. Also black men too, for welcoming them back into the community after we kind of went down with us. Talk to me. I agree with you. I'm like, black women be on me, bro. The first thing, if I try to, sorry, I'm yelling. I see the little waves going on. But (laughs) bro, the black, black women, bro, the first thing I say to, they say to me, bro, you look like you date white girls. Why is that a character trait? Why is that a, a per, like, oh, you be dating white girls, Trey? They don't even give me a chance to get to know them. Like, what is that? Like, that happens a lot. And like, the crazy thing stopped you from, has that stopped yeah, you from like, smacking cool. the story? And tell me, the thing, crazy thing about it is that, like, I done got, I done got, I get the question, like, the way that you suppose the question for me, because it's like, like I tell you, uh-huh. talking different, but still black energy. Yes. What uh-huh. they thinking for me is not, oh, you all white girls. They just think, you can't deal with a bunch of white girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, like, no, only black girls. What what, what do you think that's? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I didn't know you. I'm like, what? what? And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's something uh, in the dating thing. The reason I say it's Bro, okay. Black women love hood dudes. Yeah, like, that's what they want. They want, like, they want like, a, 
to us to a high degree. They, they, they to a higher degree. I think they do. I, and and I've always come to like. I used to try to play devil advocate. I'm like, girls like strong, protecting men of all of all. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like. Nah, specifically in our shit though, it ain't just if you can fight. Yeah, yeah. You gotta look like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have an energy that is like in all times I'm ready. I'm like girls don't really like think like you're a weaker man. I'm like there's dudes that you think are like a tough guy. I'm like I think he he would not want to engage in a physical. And yeah. he's not even that type of man. I'm like, but it's because of the speech that I spoke, the way I'm talking, you know, the way I'm moving, the the, the style. I'm like, and that. What I think if, if you keep it open, like if you really make it like, hey, you know what? You can date whatever. The natural inclination is your sexual attraction, I think, is kind of already paired toward. There's a leg up. I get a leg up with black women just off because I'm black. They you naturally look like And you get a leg up with black, with black women getting a leg up with black men because you kind of already you got my vibe naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's about. Do they? Do I think they do. A I sexual do. attraction. Now, the reason I say this is this. Yeah, I, I don't know a group where. Your their men are leaning or their women are leaning towards like I don't believe there's Hispanic they they they're, they're teening toward that's they like the white fireworks gotta be oh it's fireworks I'm about to it's tell you gotta, gotta stop the podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> this is not that type of neighborhood but yeah okay yeah I, I have heard that one situation I don't know what they got I don't like to speak on they doing a lot of crazy stuff there but I'm saying out here like in the Hispanic community I think they tend to go to the black community they tend to go like even as we speak it's eighty six percent. I believe the the statistic that you that black men marry within they they I'm like it's a large percentage. Mm-hmm. I just believe if you have that mindset, like if we have a couple of black women that go and challenge and, and some Hispanic or some Asian or some white men win the, the 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 game, it'll just make men like compete. It's the same with I'm like, I, and then I think you'll still gravitate towards your group when you have that. It just makes you be like. Pick up the best traits to try. Like I think dating still supposed to be competitive, like mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Oh like, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to earn your your yeah. wife. Like you're supposed to go get that. I think mm-hmm. limiting it to a certain degree already boxes it in. It's the same with them. Like you still have to look at yourself as a prize. I'm like, and I I think that uh, it's it's good to have a loyalty to your group. I'm like at the same time, if a white man really win the game, because. When you see a white man who love black women like that, you can tell. It's like you deserve right, that. Yeah. You weren't you, you got that done. You're not playing. Yeah. You love this woman. It's the same with a Spanish man. Like you've seen interracial. Like the love that you showing so serious. We finna stop the jokes. Like you almost like <laughs> I, I respect what you got going on. Like you gotta earn it. Like but yeah. I got a question. So, so <laughs> do you think that more black women actually want white men? And are a little jealous that white women like black men so much. Because, like, white men don't, you know, like, really go crazy for black And you saying that controversially. I, I said that before. Some people were on my head one time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, saying it like... They act like it's Todd. I'm like, oh, you you think so? I'm like, because in my experience, yeah, my white, white homeboys, I'm like... They not going for it. It ain't like what they don't like. I don't think... No, I think... And, and the, that, that is what really, I believe, is the, the, the issue... The, the, it's not even their playing field where they don't have the same access to white males as we do to white. And the females. reason being is because oh. the yeah, traits, the traits that are negative for black men are negative for men. So I think sometimes it's easier for the white women that like black men. They can accommodate. Oh, you cheat like the white men are like. You you like weed and women, and you sometimes it sounds like the white men. Like, it's not distinct. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With black men, like these white men, when they express it in casual town, I'm gonna say. I, I have not experienced this type of vibe. <laughs> you are really coming with something different. Like, it's a different camp. They, you couldn't just, and that's what they don't, I'm like, you think we could just like, you gotta be built to, to be in our community. I'm like, it's a different type of dating system and how you get the attention of your partner and stuff like that. Like, I think it's easier transition. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be a weirdo black guy and get a weirdo. I'm like, to the, the white men that they're attracted to, for the most part, I'm like, 
it's a disconnect to a certain degree. Just like for most black men, like you, not every black man can just go kicking it white. Like white yeah. women have a, a selective. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a I lot agree. of yeah, a I lot agree. of black dudes is they will be attractive to black women, but they they speech is like you can't get in. You yeah, start they cracking some good people. White girls are like, yeah, they like okay, uh, Evan. <laughs> who did Evan come with? Like they're like, yo, I've been I've been there and I've seen like okay, like there's certain black men. I'm like, this is not this this game plan couldn't work. Like it's a. Like it's different status symbols for different communities. Like, mm-hmm. like we we made the jokes in the last thing. Like, and you know, some funny stuff. Like, it's different social cues. How do you walk in? How you dap up? Did you bring beers? Cause we bring bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it might be a joke. <laughs> it might it might be a joke to bring some beers. That's just a difference in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with with party with da- situation, yeah, they so beer with dancing, it. with you dancing. For example, like, and my white in my white experiences, the male who is uh who is a party member who is sociable is the most coveted man. Yeah. He's not necessarily handsomest. The dude that's in the middle like, hey, let's get this motherfucking party. Hey, let's go. like that white guy is sometimes it's just liked. I think in the African American community, the most coveted, you, the social status would be you would probably look towards the back, the guys who are rolling weed. Like chilling in the back, low key kind of demeanor, but it's respected. Yeah, because if it's you good. out front and center in the back, nah, that ain't the like, girl. Hey, that's not the guy. We, we want the dude. Yeah, hey, we want the dude in the back who's chilling. Like, oh, hey, yo, yo, come up here. We back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Like every, like different things. So I'm sure. like, it's just. I think when you say that, it it's, it brings a a startling reality. It's like something about this. It don't sell the same. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, yeah. and we we try to you know I'm like, bro, like just say we probably the best suitable for this game plan. But and it's not a you think uh, tie in that regard. Do you think also black men are more versatile because we've had to play the game? Like go back to our original OG fundamental playing the game. You think we know how to play the game, so it's a little bit easier for us to ever flow between the two races of dating. I think mm. the male desire to fuck something. I think the girl would like it if I put this on. Put a poll on. We are laughing right now, but that's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, you go. You if a you man go. thinks they have a chance to to get wet, you feel me? Yeah. We gonna do whatever we can to make that happen. Yeah. I got the beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you turn. You're at the beer pot. I got it. Right. I got it. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, the funniest thing, the funny, the funniest thing, the funniest thing. Everybody knows this. Is when you see a, a a hood nigga like or a hood dude like like messing with a group of white people like he locked in like they like what's that trying to say I'm like you like Trey like you be acting like this when I see you at you know what I'm like you like this dude is like he tatted I've I've been part of like like I remember one time we our neighbor. Our neighbor was like having some type of she was uh, just having like a little like yeah hey, just come in drink a couple beers from and this dude this tatted and I would never think I had seen him around before he's in there like just super likable just super kind <laughs> nothing like what you would think and it's like what are you doing you're living like a little secret like I know a lot of black men that live that like yeah. they live a secret they live a secret little like hey to be real with you. I actually enjoy white people culture. Yeah. Yeah. They love it. They love it. That's their secret. They they're in the closet about they're in the closet about the fact that hey, yeah. bro, you I love kicking it. I like a, a culture where I could dress bummy and bro. people fuck with me. Bro. I like coming in and I could just be dancing all uh, all feet, people rocking with. I like being the toughest guy. You know what I'm I like being kind of the second toughest guy in every room. And like this, that, these, these are the That's things that, that a lot of black men be liking in these other areas. And yeah, I've actually sure. in the the corporate world, I see black women 
having blasts with, with white women yeah. secretly. They can't tell everybody that. Girl, I love these outfits. I love these tees. And these <laughs> I love when this white girl comes. They can't say it because it's like it's like a joke to be like, you know how white girls be. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, they are annoying and they're also lovable and hilarious. <laughs> they're hilarious. You like having them around. Like, I don't like that. We can't just keep it a buck like. For me, even with the sports, I'm like, to me, I'm willing, the thing that I'm willing to sacrifice, I think a lot of black people will start to see as they get older or they think about it more. It's like, I'm willing to sacrifice a couple of offensive moments to keep white people, like, human, keep them alive, make them funny. They, like, sometimes give an opinion. I don't want them, I don't want yeah, the emasculated too. men to the point where it's like, you so scared, you can't say nothing about anybody brown. I'm like, man, you could be a man, man. But I, I, I am that type of yeah, man. Yeah, like, talk to me. I want sure. white peers, Hispanic peers, to be like, bruh, like, Talk to sure, me. Like, I and I think when we are bending and we making it too cool, I'm like, you kind of taking their soul out. Like, sure. Shorty can't even say nothing in the the girl at the, 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 the she can't sure. say that at the brunch. Mm-hmm. She, she can't just, say nothing. She just sitting in there and she and y'all Facts. like, so what you think? And then she just got to be like, mm, don't not you. You don't say. I'm like, <laughs> I don't right. like that. That's that not me. Right. Like it's lame. And I think we trying to tie it into being respectable. I'm like, man, you ain't gonna be respect. Like men ain't respectable all the time. And mm. the worst, and I, I said this last time, I'm like. To me, I'm like, black people just get too jokey, too disrespectful to not be able to get it back. I'm like, okay. I like the jokes, okay. yeah. but I'm like, I like when they bounce it back. Mm-hmm. Like, dad jokes are black people hilarious to me. It's simple. It's like, where's your dad? Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> they used to do it all the time in middle school. That was a common joke. If you said anywhere, it's just like, Sky, where's your dad? Yeah, it's like, it's so, it's offensive, but it's simple. It's classic. If you can't take that, you shouldn't be cracking, you can't jump, little dick. Little dick is a hard joke. <laughs> they cracking little dick jokes on white grown white men in front of you, and he can't say, "Where's your dad?" Get the fuck out of here! Like that's it's a it's offensive. Like bro, crack the joke would, let uh, him, let on a grander scale. I feel like that challenges what I said about when I asked. Uh, the girl that I'm interested in, what she thinks of things, like she don't got to get an answer that I'm looking right. for. Right? Yeah, yeah, that that challenges me, and I'm cool with that challenge. Thank you for challenging me. I'm I'm here for that because that directly correlates. Like, why can't Shadi say like Trey? I honestly don't, you know, think this of that. Like, I don't think that that's big of a deal because there's bigger issues or there's something else I agree. With. Like I like, how can I say no? Just like you said, like everything about it. Yeah. My thing is, I don't want to be surprised by anything. Like, yeah, I yeah. want my relationships, friendships, and relationships to be open and honest enough to where when you go hang out with other people, I'm not surprised by if anything gets back to me. I'm not that's surprised right. anything came out. She got to stand up for you in private. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, that's yeah. a given for anybody that I'm giving my seed to. You feel me? Like that's that's a given. Well, I'm, I'm glad we could like wrap this show up on, in an agreement. Like, yeah, we, gotta, we ain't got to choose. Right, I got one joke. I got one joke. So I saw, I can't remember which act, uh, comedian was, but he goes, he was like, yeah, I love white women. And my, my black friends always like, why you love white women so much? Blah, blah, blah. You don't like being black? He said, I love being black so much. I put my black kids in that white woman. So, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, now we got more black kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say appreciate y'all for tuning in for again sure. we like everybody who's been subscribing and leaving comments and love we really appreciate sure. it we want to thank our guests for taking time man we I know you're a pro it, athlete we really appreciate you for taking <laughs> yeah, the time to sure. do that like you you had a good conversation I just want to say also make sure you guys are um, hitting the follow on TikTok and Instagram at P Junkies Podcast uh, if you're on Spotify make sure you rate us too they got a star system now. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we need those rates we need those yeah. five stars if you're doing two stars don't do it some people said it. Somebody left a negative. They're like, who does Cody think he is? I'm like, 
Stop, guys. <laughs> need a couple more positive comments before we get to that. I'm like, whoa, like I, I had to stop promoting it for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're out, man. P Junkies out. All right, peace. peace.